Blog Talk Radio. Lovers, Steve, so far, has been so hard. There's a few dudes to 
man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular schedule program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. For everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! Everybody, welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. This is your co-host, the Red Pillar. What's happening? Yes, indeed. Peace is back in the building. Peace to the family. Sure. Right. Hey, peace to the family. Peace to everybody. Thank you for joining us tonight. Another monumental episode. Indeed. Let me uh get these promotions out real quick. All right. All right. To the family that's up there, Turville, you can follow us on Twitter at KTL Radio. All right. For the family that's out there in computer land, if you got to make a move and you want to be mobile, you can call us. And listen to it via your mobile phones as well, 347-637-2135. For the family that's on the phone and you might want to get tired of that, that 4G might be heating up, setting the side of your face on fire, you want to listen to us on the computer, you can go to blogtalkradio.com backslash radio. That's radio on the Blog Talk Radio platform and you can listen to this program directly from your computer. Okay. That's it? Oh, yeah, that's it for that. All right, all right. Yeah, tweet a brother. Tweet a brother. Indeed. That's what's up. It's good, though. All back in the building. Okay, okay, then. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Wow, talk about Tuesday real quick. You know, yeah, I had a nice meal, so I'm a little laid back. Don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, still getting um, feedback, and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of thank yous and a lot of props. For that show that was done Tuesday night, Brother KT, the art degree, with that Django, the 
uh, unchained decoding, you know what I mean? The brother went all the way in, and uh, he's definitely he's definitely raised the bar once again. So I want to give KT the arts degree, monumental kudos for doing what he does best. You know what I mean? <laughs> definitely look forward in the very, very near future for that brother to be doing some monumental things. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? The stage is set. 2013 is, is whatever he wants to do with it. But that's definitely one of the shining lights on the scene. A very, very clean, pristine, pure mind. I love how he thinks. I love how he articulates his thoughts even more so. Is there... You know, you know Tarantino's going to have to cut him a check because he sent a lot of people back to the flicks. Yeah, he surely did. <laughs> he surely did. Everybody that was talking, everybody that I spoke to that didn't see it was like, yo, I'm definitely, definitely oh, yeah. going to see that like, ASAP. He sent a lot of people back and he sent a lot of people there, you know what I'm saying, for the first time. Because, you know, unbeknownst to most, you know, there's there's a, there's a strong uh, contingency of folk that just didn't see it. For whatever reason, whether they was opting not to see it, whether they just haven't gotten up the gumption or the time to make that trip, you know, and the program it served as, you know, what I'm saying, it served as the north star, as that navigating navigation beacon for people to be like, I need to go see this, you know, what I'm saying. So, and I, you know, as as always happens with programs such as that, you come into contact with information after the hand that you really wish that you had when you were sitting on that program to be like, damn, I could have, you know what I'm saying, threw this in there or spiced it up with this. And I've been seeing um, a lot of different videos, you know what I'm saying, that have been coming out after the fact. Uh, The Sam Jackson video dropped where he, quote, unquote, he was making a reporter Nigga, if you, you want to interview me, you got to say nigga. Nigga. Yes, nigga. Nigga, nigga, nigga. Don't believe me. Nigga, nigga, nigga. Yeah. Like, nah, I mean, you know. He, he stuck to his principles and, um, you know, he didn't say it. But that was a very interesting interview. Um, there were different segments. The guy interviewed everybody. It was in a flick, you know what I'm saying? And it was just some real interesting insight. Um, you know, and I heard it was it was some more some more interviews that I've heard in the interim as well. I heard um I heard an interview with uh our our good brother, good brother, the doctor, doctor, Dick Gregory, Dick Gregory. Yeah, he no, sat I down. Did. With with the master, you know what I'm saying? One of the masters in talk radio, our good brother Leroy Bella. You know Leroy. Um, over on uh, brother's got a a program. It broadcasts in Harlem. I'm gonna get yeah. for the family real quick. You know what I'm saying? Just in case you're in the New York area, you want to check them out on the radio. But um, 
you know, before that, or, you know, if you want to check it out on YouTube, you got to go to YouTube and type in the Django Review and as tag words, you could use Dick Gregory or Leroy Baylor or the Communicators, you know what I'm saying, and the uh, the clip should pop up. For the family that's in the chat, I'm going to treat y'all real quick to this link, courtesy of the pill. Ah, there you go. Yeah, but, um, yeah, Mr. Gregory, he was going in. He actually oh, attended, yeah. he attended the preview. They invited him out to the preview. You know what I'm saying? He said Samuel Jackson came to him with his hand in his hat like, oh, oh, yeah, my son, I I'm so upset that you had to see me playing a slave in this movie, bro. It's <laughs> uh, funny. He paid a certain level of reverence, you know what I'm saying, to uh, to the elder or what have you. But um, Dick Gregory totally, he supports the flick in his words. He said if somebody that grew up on spaghetti westerns and things of that nature and seeing the influence that those movies had on the mentality of, of the audience of the youth at that time, even him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He he thought he was uh Tonto and all of them Kimosabi and what have you, you know, even though the the, the influence to Clark Gable and what have you, you know what I'm saying? He wanted to emulate these characters. So for him to see the depiction of a character in such a flick that was centered around what it was centered around and you know, the the roles were kind of reversed to him who was somewhat victorious as someone who is of age, you know what I mean, and don't know how many more previews he might be uh subject to in yeah. theatrical of this nature, he's like, look, I've seen it, I'm good, you know what I mean? And he has some harsh words for uh, for Spike Lee, and I, I'm hearing some of that as of lately. Like, the people that agree with him agree with him, the people that don't agree with him really don't agree with him. So my thing with Spike Lee, you know, somebody who's real heavy on Twitter and somebody who's out there, you know, who people... He got his, he got his, uh, you know, he has his followers. So the wise thing to do, in my opinion, would be, you know, you could talk about don't go see the Django, but you could also say there's a young brother out there who put out a documentary. You know what I'm saying? Because you Spike Lee, you're supposed to have your ear to the ground. Like it was in theaters, it was in, it was reviewed in the Village Voice that everybody and their mother reads. Like, so you can't get around the fact that you didn't run across hidden colors. And if there's nobody in your camp, nobody on Twitter, nobody around you who knew about hidden colors, then all y'all niggas is y'all all get late passes. Y'all all out of whack. You know what I mean? His whole crew is whack. So. If he's not taking opportunities to help push the real truth out there, then what you, you like you just rebel rousing right now, like you're wasting everybody's time. You know what I'm saying? Because you, Mr. Spike Lee, 
are not even provocative anymore. Like, you're not even pushing the envelope. I saw Red Hook Summer. You feel me? You know, you got a little controversial here and there with the whole, um, you know, molestation thing that goes on in the church. But other than that, that wasn't a layup, homeboy. You know? So when you think about it, if you're throwing rocks, you know what I'm saying, you should at least have a catalog the shows that you pushed out. Don't come with do the right thing about how that improved race relations and, you know, you address the race issue in America in, like, 1989 or 90. Like, you know, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So there's young upstarts that are out there, such as our brother Tariq Nasheed, who had Hidden Colors on the market the same same time that the Django Unchained came out. He could have he helped promote that. All that... All they have to do in Hollywood right now, all of these so quote unquote um influential actors and actresses is just beat the drums the same way that they beat the drums about foreign films and other films that have nothing to do with our liberation or elevating us consciously. You know what I mean? The same way that they beat the drums about, you know, boogerism and all of this other stuff that they be helping to promote. Beat the drums about you know, what's being done on the underground, what's being done on the grassroots, the brothers and sisters who had to take it to Indiegogo and Kickstarter to create documentaries to push their agenda, unlike sitting around crying about, you know, people won't cut a check for you in Hollywood because they don't want you to do movies and stuff like that. What, St. Saint, Saint Anna's? What the fuck was that? You know what I mean? Like, what did you do? Son of Sam, like really? <laughs> so, so you can miss me with that spike, you know what I mean? So you come and correct. Yes, everybody else for that matter. Right. For the family that hasn't heard the episode, it awaits you in the archive. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's sitting there. It's getting abused by the download button. You know what I mean? So the family is definitely uh, checking it out in the archive. We suggest that you do the same. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Like I said, the brother did his thing. He took it where, you know, I can't say where I knew he would. I just knew that he would go somewhere else with it, and he definitely carved his own lane. So shout out to KT, the off degree. And, uh, you know, definitely shout out to anybody else that is putting together some sort of breakdown or some sort of tie-in, you know, because I'm sure that there will be many more to come after that. And I also want to uh, give a salute to one of our brothers who's also putting his foot in the media game, okay, because we need as many voices as we can get. At this particular point, like the brother said, you know, media is the fourth branch of government. You know, brother Sabir Bay, okay, last Tuesday he also debuted the first episode of one of his his first his, his new talk show. It's called the Sabir Bay Show, and it's a 
radio show, but of course they have a live telecast, and you can find it over on latalklive.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Latalklive.com backslash Sabia Bay Show. You know, I really appreciated seeing somebody um, of a professional character such as himself do that show. Like he really has a knack for radio, and you really get to see a professional at work. Like, that's his arena. He's very comfortable in his skin doing that. So I had, uh, and his, you know, the first show had some great information on it. He had a wonderful guest. You know, this brother really brought the ruckus. So oh, yeah? that's over there. Singer Jerry Bell. Okay. Brother Jerry Bell. He is definitely a uh, world-traveled, a um, master martial artist. Comes from the era of the Motowns and, and you know, um, Stacks and all of them. You know what I mean? Super-duper insight. Has some very interesting things to say about Hollywood as well and the demasculization of black males and what it really takes for people to succeed on that level in Hollywood. You know what I mean? You know, the back breaks that's taking place out there. And, um, you know, what people are sacrificing for success. And the sad stories that go along with that, you know, because often people sit around and they're like, why this person don't do this? Why this person don't do that? And, you know, there's a lot of sad stories out there. That people have been compromised, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or more than illusion about what needs to be done to uh, ascend that ladder. You know? Yeah, I'm going to check that out. You know, you're going to sit in the meeting talking about you doing what with who. You know what I mean? And they know that Steven done ran you red. Like, come on. You know, that paradigm just won't work. So... You know, with that being said, and that being set aside, we present to you tonight's program. Hold um, on. Hmm? I don't, I don't want to interrupt your um, intro, but uh, we do. I do want to say this before we forget tonight, and it's on a somber note. You know, and. Um, you know, unfortunately, there comes a time in our broadcast where we have to share, you know, what is considered bad news, you know what I'm saying, with our, with the audience, with the family, in relations to one of our brothers, one of our shining lights in the community. It, um, it was told to me on Wednesday that, uh, one of our brothers, one of our um, scholars, right? One of our nobles by the name of Uriel Bay. That's Y U R I E L Bay, B E Y. The brother Uriel, he um, he uh, lost his life before the end of the year. I believe it was in um, either late November or early December. And um, 
it just got back to me. The brother lost his life in Atlanta. It, it was reported that it was carbon monoxide poisoning. Feel me? And, um, you know, it's just very unfortunate. The brother has some literature that he put out. He um, also has a few lectures that he did with Azariah. Um, him and Azariah were working together at one point where the brother would come down and do um, classes and whatnot. He was very well-versed in etymology. He was very well-versed in Latin. He was very, very upstairs with it, with the paperwork and things of that nature and um, ways to acquire land and the means in which to acquire homes and things of that nature and just a whole bunch of, you know, a wealth of knowledge. His brother was a, a definitely an adept. And everybody that knows him, you know what I'm saying, said the same thing, that he really was not from this time or this era. He basically was here to give information, and he did want to leave. You know what I mean? He didn't want to be here for long. And um, when you look at the brother's videos and his tapes, you'll realize what I'm talking about, that he was totally not in place with this time period or this era. The energy was just different. And, um, you know, some of us come here to do our job and drop certain information and keep it moving. So it is our duty over here at Nota Ledge. And for the other, there are other people out there as well who have um, access to thousands of people. They have networks. And we're going to make it our duty and our job to get this brother's information spread to the people because he did leave behind a body of work. And that was one of the main, you know, that was really what he stressed, that his work gets out there and it gets into the hands of active moors who are basically about doing that work, not talking about it, not speculating, not pump faking. The people that are out there working will understand and they will gravitate towards this brother's um, treasure trove of information. So once again, I'm sending love and light to the brother Uriel Bay, his family, all of his supporters, and everybody that was, you know, blessed to come across this brother and be touched by his work. And um, if you could, if you have, it's something on my page, I believe, Blue, if you could get it and drop it in the chat, you know what I'm saying, for the family, you know what I mean? So they could have, uh, all right, yeah. I'm getting it kind of, it's in a, it's a, huh? Now that you finish. Nah, I'm going to just go ahead, man. It, it just, it touches me, you know what I'm saying? It touches me because, you know, brother was, he was definitely a shining light, you know what I mean? We were trying to get him on a show about two years ago. You know, he wasn't really one for the, you know, for the camera or the quote-unquote this part of the game. But um, I damn sure wish we, we did get the brother to come on the show. Indeed. Indeed. Um, I'm looking on your page. I don't see anything as of yet. Okay, I see something now. I'm going to grab it. Also, for the family out there that is familiar with our brother, um, the elder, Arnold, Mr. Arnold, from Monday and Wednesday yes. Night Class, you know, uh, this brother also happens to be the father of Pam. Pam, Tashina Arnold. Tashina Arnold from, from Martin. 
Martin, yes. Please send some prayers out to the elders. He he fell sick as well. He is um in the New York City area hospital right now, recovering from a uh, large heart. So if anybody wants any of that information, you can contact us on the back. I'm not going to put it out, you know, on the radio, but you can shoot me an email, pmorpheus at gmail.com. You can inbox us over here on the uh, on the blog talk KTL, no less radio um, link. You could shoot us a message on ktlmedia.com or on our Facebook, and I'll pass you the information. You know, hopefully you could uh, go and see the elder and send him some love and some light for the family that can't make it. You know, during 11-11 meditation or at your full discretion, you know, whenever you see fit, please send that brother some good energy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Him up. Definitely his brother time. here is responsible for Wednesday Morris History and Heritage class with Todd Sharik Bay, Rosmariah Bay, and he's also partially responsible for the Monday class with our brother Ali Muhammad and ISIS. <clears throat> Not to say that he's the only, you know, he's a he's a link in that chain. You know what I mean? He was very instrumental in helping secure everybody in those um, respectable classes. So please let's send some energy and some love and light to our brother Arnold, the family of the brother Uriel Bay, and to his spirit, his divine spirit, and also the many brothers and sisters that are, um, quote-unquote, sick out there. You know what I mean? I'm hearing a lot of stories of pneumonia and things of that nature. Um, I remember when my Umi spoke about the dangers of the um, the, the meat pulse that was being consumed after the uh, hurricane, after Hurricane Sandy. Coincidentally, you know what I mean, Thanksgiving was right around the corner, so them free turkeys and all that turkey meat and things of that nature, um, it was compromised. You know what I mean? A lot of that meat was um, spoiled. It was in areas where they had no power and electricity. They refroze it, recolored it, and began putting it out there in the hood. So a lot of people is getting washed up right now. They are succumbing to, um, you know, just all kind of uh, illnesses. It is, um, you know, it's just, it's crazy, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm just sending love and light to everybody to get back on their feet. Indeed, the brother, he um, he had a case of that as well. So I don't know if that's connected to it, you know, but for the family that insists on partaking in a meat-based diet during this particular time, just please understand the economics of it first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? Those people are out moving their product. They didn't throw all their meat out. You know what I mean? And I already read that 2013, all the meat prices are going up because of the drought of last year anyway, the food shortage. So there's a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about, the meat glue. You know, we're going to be talking about FDA-approved clone meat. Just got to have a show on the meat, and it's not to bang on the meat or what have you. It's just to show people, you know, what's out there so they can make conscientious decisions based on what they're consuming because ultimately that's who they're going to become. 
Yeah, right? So, with that being said, uh, family, let us proceed into tonight's program, okay? I thought this was last year, but as we read through last year's programs, I, I, I was quickly reminded that it's been more than a year since we had tonight's guest on the program, and that's crazy. Oh, like yesterday, yeah. Okay, this this had to be in either late August or early September that tonight's guest, our brother Lord Cassius, was on the program. All right, but due to overwhelming, overwhelming requests to bring this brother his dose of realism back to the program, we had to set it off in the new year like this. All right, fam. So with no further ado. Present to you, caller from seven seven three seven seven three eight one four. Peace. That's the wrong number. Give me one second, y'all. Brother Cassius, if you're on the line, please press the number one at this time. And we will open your line and bring you in. All right. For the cashes, if you're there, press number one. If not, if I got to take a moment and uh, just do a call check with the brother, what song would you like me to play? Or you just want to rap to the people in the meantime? Right. You could play a song. <laughs> Huh? I said you could play a song. I want to hear some underachievers, if you uh, don't mind. You got that queued up? It should be in, yeah, it's in there. Herb Shuttles or Leopard Shepherd. You said what's the other one called? Herb Shuttles or Leopard Shepherds, I believe. Leopard Shepherds, that's that's kinda slick right there. I don't see it in the call. I don't see it in the uh in the studio, but that's a slick title. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. No. I'm gonna do the herb shuttles. Alright, do that. Hey, I'll be back in a flash. Hold it down, you heard? Yes, sir. <laughs> In a motherfucking studio, stick go. When a nigga hit this flow, you think we float? No heaters on my boat, so these are when I hit good smoke. Got about a light, nigga, keep your jaw. Third eye sharp like a motherfucking hawk. Hawk stay metal like a fucking metal log. Better play smart when you get eaten by sharks, nigga. Into the game, yo, what's up? Little bit of fame, little bit of drugs. Shorty, see the chains ain't right in the guts. We don't play you, A, that's a smoking sensei. I sensei's in your memory, mentally. Every day for the means of justice, trust. Be the reason why I say fuck this, fuck this. Elevate my mind, I'm a push. I'm smoking up on my herb shuttles. Elevate a nigga that's the model, flowing up a nigga lip throttle. That pink 
bottle, G drink the bottle. Knowledge, nigga, crown the kings, got the wisdom from the light like Socrates. When about that life, nigga, drop to your knees in the presence of a motherfucking legend, my G. I'm a legend, my G. We so blowing, sour, deep, so potent. Got my three eyes open, people blend, I'm swollen. As your planes are floating, goddammit, I'm free. I be, God, please, you are not in my league. Got the spirit of a son of Hanabi, got for free. Got the scars on my bars, red scars on my leash. You play your feet, be the mark of the beast. Earth shutters, I'm getting high. In the solar, nigga, fuck the skies. Beast coast, we on the rise. We resurrected from out your mind. Nigga, from out your mind. Motherfucker, then they good, cause they living lies. Oh, oh, you living lies while we kill these niggas, we ain't even trying. Bow down to the pharaoh, only got time for that good shit in my cash flow You a nigga say so, make the dreams with the motherfucking hat so burst so Kick back out on pesos, do my mind no difference so my motherfucking brain grow Two L's when I take off, man about that life, get your mind up, time's up, elevate You little niggas elevate, I'm on my shit like toilets You a gang banging shit, like shit don't tantrumin' Motherfuckers can't hang with us, it's like ten like thunder and rain Fuck America and the world for them rank, it like ten like thunder and rain Fuck this that indigo anthem, fly like passports, no randoms. Searching for that purpose, merge with Little bit of peace of mind on this earth, bitch. Earth shift of a kind. Esoteric tattoos, mad jewels, cash rules, nothing to the blind. I'm on another plateau, can't most get the cash goes. How I rose them again this time. Climb to the top of a mountain, top of your dream, chop chop. Then you find a fountain and gleams, fear not. You don't need a pocket of green, just a gold in your heart and your eyes. Supreme king, like James V. Gamer, receive ring. Metaphor for the law, and I'm in a plow. Trap yours when the holy cross. Like stream, nigga, all aboard. The world's yours, so I puff the earth, the living. Y'all. You heard? What you said? So that's the underachievers. Rest in peace to Pro Era. Or yes, Capital Steve's from Pro Era for that matter. My bad. Capital Steve's, yeah. Rest yeah. Peace to the young God. Peace to the young God. All right, family. Like we said, with no further ado, we present to you tonight's guest, our brother from the Shot Town. Lord Cassius, call it from the 773-879. Peace. Peace, 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 peace. What's going on? Peace. All is well. Peace. What's good with you, brother? Oh, man, it's just enjoying myself and trying to start this new millennium off right. You know, we've got a lot of stuff going on, on in, in the ways. And, you know, we're just trying to keep things together and start it off right. Indeed. Indeed. No question. No question. Well, um, that careful consideration that you take, you know what I'm saying, towards putting things together and moving things forward is the same energy that the people have been awaiting, you know what I'm saying, pretty much. That's why they've been requesting you to come back on the program. So they need that real that they used to coming from Brother Cassius. Well, Right, well, right, right. I think, you know, I, you know, this, this is for, like, the, the young audience. When I say the young audience, I don't mean just the, the young cats and, 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 and ladies. I mean the young audience, the young at heart and thinking, you know, in the new era. You know, we got to put our things together now. We got to do it our way. We got to take the blueprint of what was, what was left to us, and we got to build and, and, and do it and evolutionize it. The whole thing is that... You know, we got we up against some powers that be. We all know that. You know, we you know we, we repeat that stuff over and over so much that you know it just frightens everybody. And I never hear solutions to the problems. You know, one of the solutions we got to start dealing with is 
our economic system, you know, even even as young people, as young minders, people that think, you know what I'm saying, where you're spending your money at and how you're spending your money and become more conscious with that. You know, and this this all starts, everybody I know everybody waiting on the Kumbaya movement and everybody joining hands and we walking down the street and, and there's freedom and but that's in reality that's not gonna happen. The freedom gonna start with you. See, in order to seek freedom, you got to free yourself first. And I think in this new era, in this new eon, we we got to look at our power. They say this is the age of Aquarius, and we're in the Aquarian age, the age of enlightenment. And we are the melanated beings on the planet that gave civilization to the planet. Then we have to return to the melanation. We have to turn to the power of that. And I think in this era, we, we we're going to see that. We're going to see, we see new children coming, and these children uh, are smarter than we ever were. They have more informational, you know, inclined than we ever have been. And we're in a new era. The planet, even the weather is changing. But now the South gets the weather I used to have, and we get the weather that they used to have. You see? Mm-hmm. So, it's it, you know, the, the shift is, is here. And I think the shift, yeah. It's a up into January for there to be 40 degrees days in New York. Consistent. You know what I mean? Like, it's been consistently Mm -hmm. 40 degrees for, like, three days straight. It took all the way up into January for that to occur in New York. If anybody's familiar with old New York weather, um, around the time of Halloween, it would dip into the 30s and the 40s and whatnot and, and stay frigid all the way up into February. So I'm just concurring to what you're saying, that the poles are definitely tilting and they're, they're shifting in a way. Now, if you know the poles are shifting, the people are shifting. The mentality, shifting. Exactly. the spirituality, you know, you're in the, you're in the, you're in the dawn of enlightenment, of a new age, of a new age of enlightenment, a technical age of enlightenment, you know, and and I, I think, you know, we we have a responsibility to guard and protect these children that are coming. You know, I I, I see a lot of we're in Chicago. I see a lot of killing, a lot of senseless killing, and it's just it's just, it's just horrific. And I want to talk I, about that before we get I into. Hear, uh, I hear no law enforcement. I hear law enforcement speaking about their part of it, but I don't hear is the so-called conscious community actually going to, we, we badger law enforcement. We say, okay, the wicked cops and the pigs and this, that, and the other. Okay, I understand that. But what about the hands of the kids that's killing each other? When do we speak out against that and go ahead and begin to turn into that and look at that situation? Because there is no law enforcement that's going to save that. Their job is to promote that and to grow that so we can build a prison industrial complex. So in this new era, I think of cats like y'all and many others, our thinking cats, got to be growth and development. Now, got to be evolution. We got to see how we can walk our people into evolving into a new state of mind. And, you know, y'all, y'all don't get enough credit as young scholars and teachers that do that. And we really have to do more of that and raise more of those. And I think we're in that era where that's going to happen. You know, we got a lot of plagues going on. You know, we, and we know that, you know, that, that, that there's some wicked unseen forces and seen forces that work against, you know, all things righteousness. 
So, you know, in this era, I see I see black people really going forward and people of, of, of uh, melanated color and those that love humanity going forward. I don't see an end to nothing. I see a, a new change coming. And, and and the old, on the way out, the old is going to act the fool. They're going to act the fool on the way out. Of course. There's some atrocities and some crazy stuff happening. You know, like some of them school shootings and, and the malls and stuff like that. You, that stuff is is, is scientific it's a, warfare, it's a demonology, given. Yes. everything. Oh, man, if you ever noticed, back in the day, 10 years ago, you would see a, a, a situation go down like that, and you would see the, the SWAT team move in. That's why they reinforced SWAT the way they did you know, the SWAT team would move in, they were hostage negotiators, and usually it'd probably be a shoot-off, stand-off, and can't kill itself then. Now you see people go on places that just slaughter people and shoot themselves, and nobody's really looking at what happened with that and the laws of gun control laws coming on the back end of it. You know what I'm saying? Every every time they mention that and they show this horrific story, the gun control laws coming in the back of it, it's like this thing is, is being promoted. You see what I'm saying? Like even even in the Midwest here, you got the rapper Chief Keith, and Chief Keith is deliberately, you know, it's just it's just some gang nonsense, and it's being spread all over the Midwest, and all the kids are listening to it, and the shootings are occurring in places that they never had shootings at. You have to watch what's going on. We're gonna have to mm-hmm. develop some kind of warfare to scientifically combat this. You see what I'm saying? See the music of hip hop was the greatest thing ever invented. But what has happened is the spirit of hip-hop has fallen to a low because the industry standards have taken it over. So that's not hip-hop anymore. This is the culture. And what is left in the bottom of the culture is all of these powerful people who in resurrection come to take a spirit a different way. See, you're not going to get everybody. But our job is to get those that can hear and see like we do, you see, and resurrect that to build a new nation. You see, that's the thing about our time that we live in. And it's a fight that we're going to have to fight, and we've got to get geared up for it. We've got to educate ourselves. We've got to educate ourselves on everything that we can educate ourselves on. We have to become um, self Self-employed, we have to become self-sufficient. We have to become everything has to be in self where we can take care and maintain self. You see what I'm saying? A family unit, ourselves, our communities, those things. And we're going to build those things. You know, America is shifting to commune communities, little communities sprouting up everywhere that people are governing. And we're going to have to start looking at stuff like that too because it's us. It's up to us to carry the legacy and move it forward. And I think, you know, we got a great start on it. I wish the brothers would, would concentrate more on the information and the science. I see a lot of the brothers fighting each other, not the scholars, the black scholars debating. And I think that is the stupidest thing in the world. When you don't debate Anthony Hillard or, or Maxwell Jordan or none of those, you, you listen to them and give them the utmost respect. We ain't got into this knowledge war thing like the rappers all of a sudden. And I think that's a great travesty to the conscious mind and the conscious thinkers and those that want the information. And we got to safeguard that and vanguard that. We got to stand up and say, hey, brothers can't do that. 
We got it's a, it's our duty to do that. See, if we start doing these type of little practices and principles, then we make humanity better. We make we start with our people, ourselves first, and spread out to our people, and we make things better. So I I, I applaud cats like y'all, you know, they, 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 these radio shows and different things like that, because this is what keeps this vibration alive, and maybe more people are tuning in now. You see. No doubt. Uh, you know, the signal is definitely it's being heard. It's reaching the masses. And like I said, messages such as the one that you brought are resonating with the people. That's why they definitely wanted to hear from you again. So, you know, we've definitely um, gotten to it. But for the family that's out there that's listening that may be hearing you for the very first time, can you just give them just a little background information on who Lord Cassius is? I'm Lord Cassius, the fifth universal of Universal Zoom Nation. Um, I'm the founder of Universal Teachers, the Independent Teachers Guild. Uh, we go all over the world and build presentations and teach and do the knowledge. Um, community activists, I'm a bunch of stuff. Uh, I got the House of Culture in Chicago, you know, on the south side, and, and just trying to raise the babies in the community. It's a concern, brother. So that's all I can give you. I got some MC skills and some B-boy skills, too. I didn't add that, but you know, I got to add that, too. You know what I'm saying? I do that, too. You know what I'm saying? Very well. But, uh, you, know, you know, you know something deep? I, I was, we were just talking about the, the shootings and those, um, like I was talking about spiritual warfare with the shooting. You know, there, there are a lot of things that people look at and see and don't really see it. And in this age right here, we're gonna, you're gonna have to, people are gonna have to really take careful of what they're looking at. You know, and what the perception of things is, because a lot mm-hmm. of things are gonna come to fool you, trick you. It's gonna be a lot of things. You know, this is the, the spiritual warfare is the most deadly of all the warfares. You know, since the beginning of the, the so-called country and different things and this that they didn't conquer, they always came with spiritual warfare first, and then began yep. it. You see, when they, when they when they when they get you to believe in what they believe in, they God and they substance and all the rest of that junk that they got hanging over women with them, then you then you have submitted to them and they have really conquered you. Now the cannon comes in to kill your resistance. You see, those that really don't heed to that, they wipe them out, and you gonna help them wipe them out. You see, so they so in this spiritual game, this is what they're doing now. Financially, they got everybody on hold. They got everybody fooled with the, with the trick of money, you see, because money had became the, the god of everybody. It says in God we trust, and where no, we trust, yeah. Is, is what you hold in is the god. You see, the eye on the dollar bill is is an eye from somewhere else, and they ain't from here because they don't make no mistakes on the dollar bill. You see, the reptilian eye on the dollar bill. You pick up your dollar bill, you look at it. You see, all the symbols and signs are there, but people don't do that because they've got to trust in that money, in the system, you see, in that spirit. And what happens is we do anything for the money because the money is the trick. See, they didn't, people that they have real money use money as a tool. They buy things, things of power, things that empower them. You see, fools with money buy trinkets and gold and cars and houses, 
two-room mansions that they're only going to live in one room. You see, so it's a spiritual trick, and spiritual warfare exists, and even in religion, you put the three basic religions together, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, you put them all together, all of them have spiritual rules to them that are really the same rules, but if you look at the background of each one of them, they are responsible for more death in the world than any disease, you see, Mm. and the people that are binded by it, these are the people that are, they're, they're not even the real the real culprits of the death. The culprits of the death are the unseen forces in the back of them that are really evil, that are really ruling it. And the, and the good Samaritans or the good people that believe and acknowledge creation and the God that they call on, these people are left in the dark. And then as long as they're in the dark, they can't see the evil powers behind them rule, and they kill the world. They poison it in the name of God. They kill it in the name of God. They murder millions of children in the name of God. This is spiritual warfare. And you have, we as a people act like it's not even happening. As we talk right now, there are villages in Africa and foreign countries, indigenous countries, South America and everywhere that are being ravaged and raped and killed and mined, people being shot and starved out. You know what I'm saying? And spiritual warfare has to put the world blind to this. Like this is not going on. And we know it's going on. You see what I'm saying? We know. And this these are the games that's being played. Why right? you think you think there's no music on the radio, conscious music on the radio for a reason? That's only for a reason. Everything is for a reason in a season. You know, they promoting what they want to promote because it's part of a spiritual warfare plan. Once the spirit has been frightened and shattered it's able to be manipulated. Now, now, I ask everybody that's listening to start looking at books about demonology. Learn what incubus and succubus is. Learn what those things are because they do exist. Can you please, Dodge, brother? Dodge, Dodge just created a car called the incubus. Can you please touch on that? You see, and we got to start looking into those books. Don't just get caught reading the black books. Those are good for history and different things like that. But you got to now start looking at who you're up against and what you're up against. And you need to go into the books of sorcery and demonology. You need to look at what Thomas Edison really was working on. He wasn't working on the lights. We know he didn't create the lights. We know a brother did that. We know Louis Latimer did that. Okay? But... What was Thomas Edison really working on? And who was he working with? And for what cause? They went into what they call the white noise. They were trying to tap into the third dimension spirit world, the oracles. You see, this has been going on for a long time. Adolf Hitler had technology beyond mankind. That's what made the whole world gang up on them. They threw everything they had at them. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everything they had. If yep. Adolf Hitler would have made it to Russia to Stalin, and he would have got the, the blue diamond in Stalin, and Stalin would have fell, Stalingrad would have fell, the world would have went under. You see, they knew that. That's why they turned the whole thing at Stalin, the Russians did. They said, every man has to die out here tonight, got to happen, because they can't take this. And the only thing kept them from taking it was that, that the troops wouldn't let the soldiers turn around, they aimed the guns on them, and his other men was in summer uniforms out there in the wintertime. In Siberia, you see, down in the cold. See, that cold. The spiritual, that spiritual warfare is 
is is is is a deep thing. It's been going on cosmic things from the heavens that they've been flying. They talk about the Ark and the Covenant. Many people get lost in the Bible version of the Ark and Covenant, which is nothing but a code to what the Ark and the Covenant really is. Because it's something there that is angelic, that is not even up here. You see, every race tells a story of the beings that came from the heavens. We got to start looking at that. We just desensitized by the movies that we watch. Star Wars, when it came out, it showed through everything. It showed through the Empire Strikes Back, you know, and all of this. And, and they were desensitizing you now for what was coming. Because the doorway is open. During this cosmic alignment on the 21st, the doorway was open. The doorway of worlds was open. And there were things that came through the doorway. People that knew stuff about this were having ceremonies because they knew that a gate was open. On the 21st, a gate was open. 12-12-12, a gate was open. The first gate opened on 12-12-12. People that were spiritually inclined went into 12-12-12 and ritual. They went into it with promises and different things because the gateway was open and it blows straight directly through. And as it turns to all the way to the 21st, that gateway widens and it opens for a lot of different things. And this is what the scientists ain't telling you. They, they've been studying this. They know this was going to happen. And they're, they're gearing up for a war. And the war is going to be a cosmic war. It's going to be celestial. It's going to be on Earth, and it's going to be here. And it's coming. And and, and it's going to tie the races. The races are going to battle for the supremacy of the race. That's, that's going to be the first stage of it. And we're going to have to be ready. And the black race is going to have to move forward. When I say that, the black race, a lot of people don't like that, that name, black. But I'm defining something for my time. I'm not going with the, we can't call ourselves that. I'm defining something for my kind in my time. And it's time for young brothers like y'all and many others to start defining things and creating the rituals, creating the, the, the spiritual nature for people. You see what I'm saying? It's your time, the gospel, according to you now, because you're the king. And we have to define that. We just came out of Kwanzaa, and one of the principles of Kwanzaa, Kuji Chagalia, self-determination, to define oneself, you see, to, 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 to be who you are. If you say you are this and this who you are, live as it, do as it, and go as it until the flesh is no more and come again and be even more powerful. So we have to start looking into these type of things ourselves. And this is for the listeners. You really, really, really start studying some other things. Start looking at some, some the, 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 the meditation of Taoism. Start looking at the Buddhist thing. Start looking, because all that's our stuff. You see, that's not, no, oh, that's some Chinese, Buddha, but that's our stuff. That's our stuff that comes from us. And we've got to start looking at that now and start reading some of those books and not just reading them, practicing some of the stuff that they say in a new time, in a new era. And even looking at your children, exercising things unto them that have moral conduct and moral value to it and spirituality. You know, have ceremonies for them. When you have a birthday party, just don't have a birthday party with some ice cream and cake and a bunch of worldly material stuff and you think your children really like that. The love is what they're getting from you. So in a birthday party, have something special for them. Have something that christens them.
coming to a new era, a new time, or necklace or something that you made, not brought, something that you made to bless, you prayed over. When you pray over your items, you strengthen power your items with that with the power of your prayer, your electrodes from your body. So you, you pray over your items, give that child something special. You see what I'm saying? We have to start carving out the way we leave here. If I cross over tomorrow, you know, ancestors, I'd be ready, but I, I need to do a little bit more work. But if I left here tomorrow, would you cut my locks off? Would you put me in a European suit and, and say I was this and that and you'd be lying on me? You see, because that's how most of us going to go, mm-hmm. you know, with a lie. And when you defile yep. me as a lie, you know what I'm saying, you lied about who my character, who I was in my life. You see what I'm saying? You you defiled me. That wasn't nothing. We you know we have to watch those are spiritual things, man. We have to watch. How do you leave here? What kind of person you leave here? The gangbangers leave here. Pookie and Ray Ray leave here with rags on and and, and, and bullets in their pockets and hands on their arms. Everybody come up and throw a game sign and hey man, they crip it out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, all the way to the cemetery. You see, come on, that's self determination. We, you might say it's wrong and some some evil stuff, but it's self determination. They define who he was. That was who that person was. You see, and we that's important. How we come here, naming ceremonies for our babies. What does the baby's name mean? A name now has to mean something. You see. It has to mean something. You have to have some meaning to it. And you have to give that child's name in that meaning. If you call that child sunlight, then you have to make sure that light shines bright. You can't call that child no sunlight and that child ain't got no light. This is dog because you haven't you haven't strengthened the light. See, all those things mean something now. You see, Martin Luther King has a birthday. Martin Luther King's birthday, this is stripped out. We let them take Martin Luther King's birthday and desecrate it. They moved it a week up, a week back. We can't let people do that to us. They took the given right of the day he came to this universe. You can't let them do that. They let them dig up Emmett Till. Right after Emma Till's mama died, Miss Mosley Till, after she crossed over, they went. They came and dug Emma Till up. Not a reverend, not a priest, not a, a voodoo doctor, witch doctor, baba. Nobody came and said nothing. That's a desecration of, of, of an ancestor, of an important ancestor, of an ancestor who was done unjust. And now he's unjust again. But you go try to dig up George Washington. Go try to dig up John Wayne Gacy. See what happens. I bet you can't do it. I bet you court orders will fly everywhere to stop you. Because okay. they have a they have a spiritual code with him. Even though he was a mass murderer that left 36 young boys underneath the crawl space of his house, he was still who he was in their code. We have to create new secret societies now. Come on, we we got we got work to do, man. There's a lot of work to do, man. It's just so so much we can talk about. You know, I don't like to talk about everything because you know, everything burn your ear up someday, make you scared, make you go get even smarter. Some people, some people get scared. I don't know. Some people just I don't know. They just fry up right there. So I, I don't like to talk about all that. 
But I but <laughs> just be aware and, and care. No doubt. That simple. Be aware and care. Yeah. So how you good brothers there, man? What y'all up to? Just working on being, being more aware. Yeah, you on the radio show now. You're your interview now. What, what, what are you up to? What's going on with you? Brother, it, you know, last year was a learning experience. Um, so just pretty much, you know, taking those experiences and those learning lessons and growing from them. And as we move forward, you know, what we came out of 2012 knowing is that we need to be more aware and we need to care more. So just what you said. Yeah, well, yeah. Right we got on, to. Uh, we got to. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a science to it. And and we got to we gotta put past some of that old stuff too, man. The old gripes and old feelings with each other. Come on, man. We got no time for that. Especially if we're in the same game. We ain't got no time. We got to put it together and get it together. Seriously, it's just, that's real. I made sure that I have a burning ceremony every time we, we get into the so-called new year, and I burn away everything, including the bills. I burn it all up. I go outside and make me a fire, <laughs> and I write down everything I want to burn out of my life, and I burn it. And I gather my people, right. and we have a whole burning, burning ceremony. We eat a piece of a lime for the bill, and we have a little piece of sugar for the sweet. You see what I'm saying? It's a, it's a burning ceremonial, and, and we create ceremonies like that. You know, I I, right. I, I, I make sure I, I, I do I do stuff all the time, man, and I pour answer, I pour libation, you know what I'm saying, at least, at least once good a week, you know what I'm saying, to make sure we get our sage, sage yourself down, sage your house down, clean the bacteria and the spiritual nature of the house, you know, change your vibration, you're in this era, you bring things in the house with you. When you bring anger in the house, which you ride your coat, because all the people that you've bumped up against are angry too. You see, that's why my grandmother and your people used to say, "Don't bring that in my house." That means leave that outside, and we have to be for real about that. We have to watch who we date, who we sleep with, just because it look good and ain't good for you. You know, wickedness can come in some weird forms. You see, things can come in your life to disrupt it. You see, choose your mates well. You know, don't choose them for how good it make you feel. Choose it for what's real. You see, you see the reality of what can we can we do something together? You see, that's when the that's when the quest come in. That's when the real science jump in because we're gonna need each other. You know, we're gonna need to keep in communication. We're gonna have to learn now to even talk without talking. Without talking, eyes yeah. eyes talk sometimes. I ain't gotta say nothing. We're gonna have to learn to use God armor to project spirit out yourself. Project your spirit into the room before you get in the room, and it can, it can be done. It, it's it's got to be done. You know how how to keep your head up. Most people don't have confidence. You know what I'm saying? And this is why they lose in such life situations. We don't have to instill that. And remember, kids 16 and older are under a frequency belt, and you're not gonna get them. You're gonna get some of them. Some of the kids that's bounced in and out the frequency. Those that are connected totally in the frequency you're not going to reach. It's the children up underneath them is who you're going after. We have to now go after the 12, 10 and 12-year-olds because now that's when we can catch them before 
the people change the frequency against them. You see, and we can instill things in them. Homeschooling is something like brothers like us gonna have to really look into now. Even if we don't have a homeschool, we gonna have to find somebody that has one, and we're gonna have to go and teach. You see, we're gonna have to go and teach. Right. Well, I want to bring y'all to Chicago for a lecture. You say what? Marcus Klein still doing his thing out there. Oh man, Freedom Home Academy banging man. He, he ain't playing with it. He's gonna open a high school. I told him as soon as he do, I'm gonna join him. I'm, I'm, I'm with him now. He, but he, but he, you know, he's opening up a high school. He's gonna be he banging. He's not playing. He, that brother is not playing. I remember when the challenge went down to him. Everybody said, "You know, y'all always talking, man. When y'all gonna do something?" And he started doing something, and he never looked back. He get ready to do a right. high school. You see, but see, now see, cats like me, Fred Hampton Jr., many other cats, we go through there and we teach. You know what I'm saying? We teach. I'm not looking for no salary for Marcus Klein. I'm coming through there to deal with the babies, my kind. I am. I'm a revolutionary in a different way. Not talk, nothing. We're we going to we gonna sit in the room and talk. I ain't coming. Tell me when y'all making a move over there. I'll be there and tell me about it as I come along. You see? And that's the game now. You know, all that, all that, that, that talk, we got to leave all that alone. When we get together now, we got to do scientific research study. We got to bring it to the people where they can digest it. If it's through music, if it's through pictures and art, if it's through any kind of way, we got to start unleashing those formulas on the people. You know, we just came out of New York uh, in November, and we was doing the Zoom next year anniversary, the meeting of the minds. It was a great meeting of the minds, too. And um, we were talking about survival, and I was looking at the people's faces when I was telling them about things that they medicine can, the herbs, different stuff that they can use and how it can be used, and, and about iodine and water and different stuff. And, you, and, and they broke out their notebooks and started writing, and, and that's what makes me happy. I want to see people take that information home and use it. Right. Buy it. You're going to need it. You know, go get you a backpack and pack these things in it. You need these things, and this backpack should be ready. It should be something you can throw on your back and get out if you have to get out. You see? And we got to teach our people how to do those type of things now. And and even our mental health. You know, I like to get down like with brothers Umar Johnson. And, you know what I'm saying? And really, let's sit down and really have a real think tank about solving a problem in black health. I know we, we talk about how they getting us and how they doing us, doing with gone. But in this era, we got to talk about how we're going to get out from underneath it. You know what I'm saying? It's a real plan and implement it and be doing it while people talking. See, that's what's making it cold when you're doing it, when people talking. See, you ain't talking, you're doing it. They watching, but you explaining as you go along. We're going to build a so-and-so. Everybody needs to look at a, a storefront somewhere. Get you a community base. Storefronts in average community, I live in one of the most expensive cities in America, besides New York and L.A. Here, you see, it's, 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 it's the ouch. But I managed to have a storefront, a nice place. I called it the House of Culture. I came and decorated and put it together. When I got it, I knew I could pay the rent. I got my people together. We started vibing how we're going to pay the rent, how we're going to do it. Three, four of us can pay the rent. Actually, two of us. You see, some places might take 10 of y'all, but you got to have a real group. So when you break off into what they call a study group, you're studying how to build for yourself in the community.
community. You must have a place so you can have your meetings. The place does not have to consist of no black power movement. The black power movement is in the heart. You don't wear it on your badge. You wear it in your heart. You see, mm. but those those that see you wear it on your badge, they attack it, but they can't attack the heart because they can't see it. You see, right. and you you apply the movement. You apply everything that you've heard. Marcus Garvey said, "Up ye mighty race and accomplish what you will." You will it into existence. I started in my place with nothing. I came in. It's beautiful. Now I've been here in this particular spot about five years. Beautiful community, love it. We're a beacon in the community. We're in the middle of a thorn bush, and we're the only rose. And and and, and the people have some some kind of collective security and hope in us, and they see us, and they respect us, and they they join us. Those those that can hear and see like we we're not looking to cool by y'all with everybody around us. We're looking for our kind. You see the like minds, our kind. And we got to have these type of places everywhere where we can have the lectures and we can come and have our own private events and, and the things that we, we, we deem to be great in the community. And this this is a spiritual practice, coming in, being an entrepreneur. Some people we're going to have to look at group circles. How can we get a storefront? What can we do? You know, how do we plan this? You know, where, where can we plan it? And people that want more information, they can they can contact me on Facebook at the House of Culture on Facebook, and you could you could see some of the stuff that we post up and 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 some of the planning and also shoot me a message. I, I got a little something coming up. Uh, I think I'm gonna be on the internet myself on one of these little shows. So I'm gonna see what's gonna happen. I think yeah, I'm gonna need y'all help too. I'm gonna tell you about it, but we'll talk about that a little later. Um, Indeed, I think that um. I want to add on to what you're building about right now and really paint that picture of, you know, I want to help clarify that picture that you're painting about the storefront because tax time is around the corner, and I know a lot of the family that's on the show tonight, um, you know, they have money coming back to them due to uh, the fact that they've been paying taxes all year. Now, I could only speak for, I'm going to speak for Atlanta. I was in Atlanta last year, and in the West End, which is a heavenly, heavenly melanated area, it still has a lot of the spirit, you know what I mean, of, you know, our people is still there. It hasn't been, you know, regentrified, and, uh, you know, it hasn't been uh, Romanized. As of yet, okay. you know what I'm saying. So I like still the way I, I like the way you put that. Yeah, it's still some hope, you know what I mean. And they had beauty salons going out of business, like right on Ralph David Abernathy, which is a strip, and on Lee Street, and the rent was like three thousand dollars for an for a storefront that can house. It, it, it basically can house. It was right next to the um, shrine of Madonna, and it could fit just just about everything from clothing to videos, uh, you know, artwork, figurines, whatever whatever the people are creating. That was the place for our people to um, exhibit it. Now you have what is known as kiosk inside of the mall which is, you know, the booths that you have in the middle of the floor, those are also 
you can get those via, you can put in a bid for them, and those are also for rent. Then you have a large contingency of flea markets. They have booths that are inside the flea markets. Now, for the family to frequent the flea markets for, like, sneakers, you know what I mean, that fake Louis, <laughs> get your nails did and all of that, you know you know what I'm talking about, that, you know, that those booths are very affordable. And one thing I know about our people on the street level, that if your booth is set up correctly and it looks interesting, they'll gravitate towards it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might have to mix and mingle. You might have to, you know, you might have to set a few fly traps and give them some uh, mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? Play a little bit of Waka Flocka and get them in the store. Who who knows? You know, maybe Waka Flocka on some African drums. Whatever you have to do, you kind of have to, you know, trick your people in a way, but get them inside. You know but what I mean? But, but those those little booths and stuff and stuff in the flea market commercial areas. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about go down in the city, find yeah. one of them storefronts, man. I'm talking about a storefront. Yeah. You ain't got to pay no three thousand dollars. You ain't got to pay that. Mm-hmm. You can find stuff. You you know what I try to do? I've been doing this for a long time with these places. I'll go to an area. That I know mm-hmm. that they just don't care about. I go to one of those areas. I know it's high crime. They just don't care about. Okay, yeah. That's where I'm going to start my best work at. That's where my greatest challenge and my best work will come from. Mm-hmm. I go on to one of them storefronts. I look at it. I decorate. I do art. I go give me some more artists to go with. A few graffiti artists, a few legends here in Chicago, a couple more people. I go get, I get pieces from people. People give you stuff. I go to the, for the flea markets, the real flea markets, the thrift markets where they got all kind of stuff out there. You can find stuff all the time. And I, you put together this storefront. You make it immaculate. You put things on the wall that are sacred, that generate power, that represent yes. things, symbols that are important. Yes, and you is. make this place open for the community to come in. Now when you want to do a feed to people, and you don't got to be outside. You can open your doors and feed the people inside. How do you yeah. get the young people? The young people ain't coming unless it's fly. So you got to make it fly. Mm-hmm. You see, your merchandise, you want to sell some merchandise, you sell it inside your, your place. You set your organization up by like a church. You see, that's how you set it up. You, most people, if you look into corporate and you look into the Corporation Act, you go to a 501D corporation. You see, you set it up. You read the bylaws of it and create your own bylaws. That's what they're going to tell you. And you create what you want to do and what you want to do. You see, and you set it up. And when you set it up, you're not non-for-profit like the 501C3. You're for profit, but you have a non-for-profit um, glitch. The glitch is that you're a community-based organization, almost like a church. And this is what gives you the power to operate in the community. You create a name for yourself, a good name. This We the People organization, the organization, like I keep saying, can't be about a bunch of rah, 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 black power. It has to be about inner power, meaning everything that comes inside of this space is empowered, meaning we have children programs inside the space. You see what I'm saying? We have this inside of the space. We have lectures, cooking shows, this, a broad chef, this, and that, poetry, spoken word. You become a vessel in a community that's desolate. You become a, a bright light. And this theory works. I, I, I've had two, three of them. I've been in this one five years. I'm, 
and I love what I do. I do it full time now. I just I'm just a teacher full time. I even got it place so nice. It don't hold but about eighty people. You been here? Right, one of you come there. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that was here with me? You know how big my space is. Yeah. So hold but about about sixty seventy people. But I have schools come to me now. I have schools come to me like a field trip. You know, and, and now I can teach. I'm an independent teacher. I set up a deal where I'm an independent teacher. I'm even inviting teachers where I can teach teachers now how to be teachers. You see, I create all of this stuff. But you gotta, you got to have a space for that. You see, when I say a space, that's what I'm talking about. Everybody needs to have one of these in their community. They're not hard to do. If four people got together and gave a commitment of $100, I'm talking about the people that got $100, a solid commitment. You see what I'm saying? A built-in commitment of $100. We can pay the rent every month. Eight people got together, we can pay the rent. Fifteen people, we got the rent, gas, everything. And it goes like that. Then people will give you stuff. You have to go out to your people and say, listen, that's the work we don't want to do. But Europeans do this all the time, and they create these things in the community. That's how the 4-H code got in the community. Mm-hmm. You see? They create these things all the time. And we have to go back. I call it storefront justice. You see, we have to go back to that. We go get the storefront, fix it up. When I say fix it up, don't go in there and try to try to make it look like white folk, European. Don't go go in there and make it look like you. Put your your expression. In my place right now, I'm sitting in it right now. I'm flying two Zulu flags, the immortality flag, the black and white one, and the universal flag. I got art charters on the wall. I got the big, nice, pretty TV up on the wall, the flat screen. I got the pretty floors. When people walk in, they say, ah, they say, y'all doing something, and they give you something. Now, I got all of this stuff, not because I had no money, because I had a plan. You see? And I operated the plan. You have to set it up like that. And you have to have faith. That's another one of the principles from Kwanzaa to go with this. This is the 21st century, and we don't have to look at stuff like that. How do we educate our children if we don't grab them? The church is grabbing them. Every every Mm -hmm. day I go and where I live at, it's a church in one of them. Now, if the church can get it, why can't I get it? If they can hold on for some crazy madness, why can't I hold on for some great things for the community and the kids? And I start with my own babies. I don't start with nobody else's babies. I lost my son. My son, he's not crossed over deceased. I lost my son to the the jail system because he wasn't with me and and I can't blame it on nobody but the other side of me or move way up to somewhere and 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 me and him and and I'm trying to rescue him now. So in my rescue of my own, you see what I'm saying, I got to apply all this to my own. I got an eight-year-old and a couple of grandbabies. So mm. I, I, I got to apply this to my own first. I got to test this on my own. You ever see that movie, The Fly? You remember yeah. he couldn't test nothing else in the machines. So he finally climbed in there himself. Yep. Hey, let's go. Push the button. Bam. He messed up on him. But he, he hey, I'm going to test this plan on myself. I've been holding this place. I held my house and this for five years. You know, and, and I don't have no job. I don't do none of that. I'm no crook, no none of that. I started to make a living and a business off of just this. 
you see, and I'll rent it out sometime. That's another way that you keep up with the rent. You can also go in whatever town or city you live in. You can also go and apply for a business license. Don't cost me. I know if it's one hundred and fifty dollars here in Chicago, I know it's somewhere else about one hundred dollars, fifty dollars, seventy-five dollars. The license is just the license to say that you apply for the license. That's all they want is that the money to say you pay. You put the license up now, you can put your wares inside of it. It don't necessarily have to always be a stove. It could be a stove when you want it to be a stove. That'll draw extra income. See, you find ways to draw income into it, and it'll start taking care of itself once you get it going. You see, I'm in a super political city, so it's even extra hard to get things going here because it's super political and it's this tightness and this movement and that movement don't like this one. So I'm in the middle, and I'm the Zulus. We're universal. So, you know, we're going to do it a little bit different, and we're going to draw a different crowd. So we learn to not go out of us. We go into us. We create ceremonies for us to take back out into the world, and people join us for this. People come. I have a beautiful reading circle on Sunday of elders and the older brothers. They read some real cosmic and real super supernatural books, and they have discussions on it. It's veggie food. I have a youth program. I got a bunch of young cats with poetry. They come and fill the house up, and, and oh man, they just the spirit is just here. I got dramas. I got I, I create all this, and we have and the community uses this. Now, when you hear about us and you've been trapped down on your block somewhere in your house underneath the mattress or in the bathtub because the bullets fly and you ain't got nowhere to go on a Saturday night and you're bored, you can get up and come on outside and come down to the house of culture. And when you come down here, it's always something going on. Even if you don't do nothing but come in here and sit, we might have a movie on, Hidden Colors 2 or something. I had it on the other day, and people just came in here and sat and open hard and show it again. One we're going to do this again. And mm-hmm. You see, I had a place to show that. I had a place to show that. You see, I had a place actually to show it where people can come in and relax in and, and a nice setting and don't have to worry about killing and shooting and, and, and watch this thing and we discuss it and, and have talk about it. We have to create those type of places now. And it takes yes, little do. groups of people, little groups of people that get together, look at something, and go into an investment. Learn to trust each other. It's a small investment. It's real small. Two, three people together can do something, especially if they can handle it. They know you have to look at your own finances and say to myself, can I handle that? Can I handle it? But once I can say, yeah, I can handle my hand, I'm going into another venture with a cat. It's a, next to me, there's another storefront. And I got a partner. He wants to have just a store. So I said, well, I'm I'm a manufacturer. I got Ancient Mystics. You know, my company's on the line right now, ancientmystics.com. You can buy ancientmystics.com. And um, I, you know, I make products. I make all kind of oils and jewelry and spiritual stuff. I'm, I've been doing this years. So I took it and I built this company. And I want to manufacture. Now, my brother, he wants to have a store. We got a storefront next to us. By the way, we learned to negotiate property. See, I, I'm, I'm, when I go in to get one of these commercial spaces, they not like the Morris thing where you can go in and just take the place and all that. You you can't do that commercially because that, that's trespassing. And they, in the city of Chicago, they got an ordinance and a law against that. So you have to do it right. They ain't trying to go to county jail. You see, so I went in and negotiated. 
when I negotiated it, I got the rent to be about $800. You see, now this is Chicago. You see, but I got a big space for that. Now the place next door, I'm getting the rent even cheaper than that. So my partner says he wants a store. I said, okay, I'm not really interested in the store, but I got a few brand new store cabinets and some this, that, and the other. I said, well, I'll give that to you, and I'll go in with you, and I'll take care of half the rent, you take care of the other half. I want the back place because I want to manufacture, and I make the stuff to put in the store. We see, as well as do my, my other business on from the internet and all the rest of the different things that I do to deal with that com- particular company. Now we in business. Now we got this place, House of Culture next door. We have the creative minds, and if it's a restaurant next door to me, I'm talking my sister into getting that with two other people, two responsible people. You see, and know how to do do that, do the restaurant right. Cause she just had, she she got one, and she get ready to move it, but she want to co-op it. See, and this is what we doing. We doing what the Europeans do up on the north side here in Chicago. They get together and buy some, get together and buy a farm, get together and buy some, trust each other, time share it. Right. You see, yeah, this is what we got to do now with, in, in this time. Cats like us, we hey, we have these places to have our lectures. Now we can bounce a tour. Now we can take you cats and Rashidi and this brother and Dot and all, the, and we can move them around and the people can see them and get their information. We can draw in the kids now. You see what I'm saying? And, and have private sessions where we have it with them. You see what I'm saying? And we teach them. We instill the information. These are the little schools of thought. These have to be created all over America, you see, in the, in the, in the, in the toughest of situations. As long as you keep the hate off of it and the anger off of it and stick to the principles of teaching the spirit, to replace words with no, no effects to it. The minute you start using the conspiracy thing and the hate and the anger and, and this, that, and the other, we, it don't work. This is this is how these teachers go for this new era. I'm I'm actually practicing this and I'm learning as I go and I see the road. I'm in a super, super line, I'm gonna tell you, super political city. Chicago is gangster and political. Super political. Everything is politics here. Everything. Everything right. you pay for everything here. Every I don't they don't let you give you for a breeze sometime it costs you. You see, so I'm here, and if I can do it here, you see, I'm self-employed. My whole lifestyle is based off of what I make and sell. You see, and I can do it here. I know the listener that's listening to me, they live in a small town, they live in the easiest city, can do it too. Take their advice. Start looking at what they call storefront justice. Build these little places, these little community centers built by the people. They don't have to be big. They can hold 40, 50 people. You just need a place. You can't even get your community together if you do not have nowhere to meet. You can't go and meet against the powers that be and the powers that be establishment and expect to get anything together. No. You need your place. And we got to look at that. You can't be no, no striving artist and you ain't got nowhere to paint. You see, you got to have your place. And 
we get. This is the spirit of entrepreneur. And if you look at the place as a store, see, I never looked at my place as a store because if I look at it as a store in the area that I'm in, with the economic situation of the country, I'd have been out of business. It would have been nothing. You know what I'm saying? I would have been out of business. But I never looked at it as a store. I looked at it as what it is. It's the office, it's the community center, it's the temple. It's multifunctional, multicultural. You see what I'm saying? People can come in. We can do a variety of things. You know what I'm saying? I keep it spiritual. I keep the orient. And the police don't mess with me. I don't have no problems with that. Matter of fact, I'm outstanding in the community. You see, outstanding. You see? From the gangbangers to the ones that think they're running. So you know, this is a spirit that people got to create now. This is what the knowledge do for you. When you get this knowledge, you talk about ancient Egypt and ancient Africa and the things. I talk about those things, but I empower myself with what I talk about, and I practice some of it. You say the netheru, I'm going to learn it, learn the frequencies, and I'm going to learn to use it so I can use it for me mm-hmm. You see, you that's what we Yes, sir. I'm listening to you talking about, you know, the community senses and, you know, power of basically taking over, you know, just taking, just doing what people are sitting around waiting for them to do, people that we accuse of socially engineering us, yet we wait around and say, but they're not in the hood, you know, talking to us. But, um... I couldn't help but listen to you, and it really brought me back to some studying that I was doing earlier uh, in the summertime when I was going back into um, our brothers in Chicago, the brothers Jeff Fort with the L. Rukins, Chief Malik, and Larry Hoover, and um, these other gangs because I was studying Chief Keith, right? Due to, you know, the buzz that was going on and things of that nature So I jumped on with the whole, you know, let me get into what's going on with Chief Keith. Let me listen to the music Let me watch the videos Let me do the knowledge, you know what I mean? So I started doing that And by studying Chief Keith, it took me to the Gangsta Disciples The GDs and all of that And that took me into our brothers It took me back into the movements Now... In my humble opinion, this was just my observation, and I'm not from the shy. I'm just from the outside looking in. It looked as if when consciousness, which was the brothers and sisters that knew how to operate those social programs, and they were talking about black power back then, and they were were doing the moral science with the whole um, El-Rukin aspect of Noble Drew Ali, and then when 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 the, the consciousness and the streets met, that's when we saw true movements. Well, well, in a way, you know, you, you a lot of that, a lot of that's wicked, man. A lot of that ain't what everybody reads. Mm-hmm. I, grew, I grew up, I grew up in Chicago. I, I grew up in the Lawndale community. I'm from the West Side. You know, I grew up, I grew up gangbanging with the Vice Lords. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in yeah. all my life. And I, I saw the political nature of it. I, I saw, I remember when Harold Washington, the first black mayor, ran for mayor. I remember 
being involved in in the political marches and those things for Harold Washington and holding the vice lord flag in front of the library. You see what I'm saying? 500,000 strong we out there. I'm going to the Reverend Butler's church, Jerry Butler, the Iceman, the famous singer, going to his church and um, having nationwide meetings about what Harold was about to do. And I remember on Harold's election that the whole city shut down with no dope soul nowhere in the city. You see what I'm saying? This was the coalition of the gangs. I even go back to Martin Luther King in 66 when King came to Chicago. He got up with the vice lords and the, and the, and the, and the disciples. And they created um, LSD, Lord Stone, the disciples, which right now exists as the Woodlawn organization right now today. You see, I saw that, you know, and I know of the political nature of it. But when you start talking about the street nations, what corrupted everything? Remember something. You talk an adolescent youth who, mm-hmm. at first, were were strictly about the streets, and they were about yeah. petty crimes, and and because they were misguided adolescents. When the Black Panthers was around, the Black Panthers gang bang with the gangs. At one time, they had to because they don't wanted to get their message across and that people didn't take them serious. They had to be in the rank and file. So they had yeah. to get down and throw down a few times themselves. I, I, I remember that. I grew up around it. So I, I I know that the gangs and the ladies, the street relations, the gangs, the disciples, and things of that nature, when, when the crack cocaine and the dope really got, the dope trade got into it, it corrupted the mentality of what was really going on. And exactly. This is why the movement never took hold. The Black Power movement was crushed in Chicago in the seventies. It didn't exist anymore. You had splinter groups. Panthers was over. By nineteen seventy four they was done here. Mm. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? And most of the yeah. gangs in nineteen seventy four, the Vice Lords originated in nineteen fifty nine in Saint Charles, Illinois and the reformatory for boys in Saint Charles uh, Boys Boys Jail. And the Gangster Disciples come from Saint Charles, Illinois too, a little bit later. That's where most of them came. See, most of the cats that created the street nations were in jail when they created. They were in juvenile jails, they were they were locked up. Mm-hmm. And when they came home, they were about that. Um, Vice Lords were the first ones to incorporate in a, a real corporation in America, a street gang, Vice Lord Inc., CVL Inc., Conservative Vice Lord Nation Inc. You see, when they built Team Town and they built um, the House of Lions, a place like I'm telling you, House of Lions was a place that you could go to. Team Town first was a place where you go and eat ice cream, play, play, um, Pool and remember, remember that like that game where they when you hit the little bit like a soccer game when you spin the little handles you they had all kind of little games like that in there and you come off the street. Now when they destroyed Teen Town they came back and called it the after school program or the after school town the tiny town on the west side. They came with something new. They had another place called the African Lion. The African Lion was a part heritage clothing store and, and, and novelty things for the black power thing, but they had a place where you came and had lectures at and different stuff like that. You see what I'm saying? That took the brothers off to gave them something to do on a Friday night. You see what I'm saying? Now, by the 80s, the gangs, the El Rukens, is, is, the word El Rukin is nothing but the word Blackstone spoken Arabic. 
Yes. They come from the Blackstone Rangers. That's Jeff Ford. My angel, Chief Malik, as they call You see? Now, there was a secret society. They were Moors. They were drawn off the Moors Science Temple. Some say the P in that stand for progress, but they say it stands for Prince, the story of the Black Prince. And they drew off of that science, but they were selling dope too. Yeah. See, it wasn't, it was, they were, uh, it, it, it really tell the truth, they were organized, they are organizations, a great, great bunch of brothers, but the organization was looking for something like what you see of the Taliban now. In America, remember Jeff Ford was the prison labeled as the as the, the first ever person to be uh, labeled as a terrorist on America. As a terrorist, yeah. You see, so they were like what you see the Taliban now in Chicago during that time. They were responsible for a lot of murders, man. They mm. were no joke. The Rugers were no joke. The Rugers were so powerful that the gangster disciples had a group of projects on the east side, but the El Rukas controlled the area of the dope. You see, the gangster disciples may have had the projects, but the El Rukas controlled the dope. They controlled the streets. They controlled the pimps. They controlled mm-hmm. No joke either. And I'm talking, when I say no joke, I mean no joke. It's like on the west side. The vice lords control the west. The El Rukas didn't control the west side. The vice lords, the gangster disciples, is the biggest of all of them. But all of them got dope in it. And the dope is what killed 21st century vote. Larry Hoover the created was dope game. The fans was a dope game, yeah. Because of the dope. You see what I'm saying? The heavy money of dope. They called them a major corporation inside of America, like a Fortune 500 corporation. You see? So that 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 stuff, yeah, we can't live on that legacy. That's a legacy. Oh, no. Nah. Like I, I brought it up running. because... Yeah, I brought it up because you the OG out there, and, I, you know, what you did just now is what I needed you to do, so there's no speculation, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to read up on something. I'd rather hear it from a brother who could really speak the truth the same way that I could clear up misconceptions about who's who in New York, you know what I mean, a certain right. legacies because I was there. So right. even though... get that twisted. What what I you know what I took out of what we were just what you were just building on was the fact that there was places for our brothers and sisters to go on the weekends, different community centers. That's I'm I'm going to extract that piece out of the whole situation and leave all of that dope, all of the murders and all of that other stuff behind. I now, just want to extract the fact. I think something fact. about the I think something mm-hmm. about the Rukas that was deep though. They had this place on 39th and Cottage Grove in Chicago on the east, southeast side. What they called the low end. And it was called the fort. On Friday night, a night like tonight, you would get every major gang from the city would go to the fort to party. And it never was a fight. It never was an argument or shooting or nothing. That's how powerful the Arukas were. I'm talking about even the Latino gangs would come. Latin kings. All of them would come because in the jailhouse, in the jailhouse, that's what rule. That's what rules it. See, at that time, black gangs. What you see the Mexican mafia and them doing now, the black gangs that was doing it in Illinois have always done that. I don't know about California and the, and the East Coast, but in Illinois, mm-hmm. if you go to jail here, you plug. You either the peoples or the folks. Folks is a six-four star. The 
people is all those other five points stuff. You're a Vice Lord, Lightning King, if you're a Blackstone Ranger, MC, Mickey Cobra, you know what I'm saying, L. Rukin, you go underneath the five points stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you go in jail, you ride under the five. You see what I'm saying? Everybody ride underneath the five, everybody. Latin kings, ain't no racism in Illinois jails like that, except with the white boys. See, ain't no Puerto Ricans against the blacks and all that. It ain't none of that. This is okay. five or the six. This is one thing that the gangs in Chicago, the, the legacy of it created. Larry Hoover and them gave you the folk nation, the folks, the folks. You see, if you go to jail, the Latin disciples, black disciples, gangster disciples, the Spanish cobras, the mayatas, all those gangs is here like that. You see what I'm saying? The, the LDs and all those, they are folks. You see, and they they ride with the folks nation. Then they have a thing where they call BOS. BOS means brothers of the struggle. If, if, if the place you tore up with the white boys, you, everybody BOS. It means all the blacks together. The blacks and the Latinos ride together. You see, and that's a gang thing here in Chicago. When I was growing up, it was you you get whooped by what side your hat was on. If your hat was to the left or the right. I, that, we, we didn't have colors like that. Colors came yeah. with us, but it was, it was about your hat. If you had your hat to the right, you were folk. Mm-hmm. If you had it to the left, you was a brother. Mm-hmm. Now, that's always been the system. But the fort, when they had the fort, you could come any kind of way you wanted. And it wasn't none of that. It was total peace. Wasn't none of that leaving going home either. Let not be. It was, you watched The Warriors. Remember the movie The Warriors? Yeah, I remember Warriors. Remember the gang called The Riffs? They look like uh-huh. the Black Spades in New York. You see what I'm saying? Uh, the Riffs was the biggest gang. And that's just how the El Rukins was, power like that, where you, you, you go back to your set. Wasn't no set trip. Like you came to see Osiris. Remember the guy Osiris? Yeah, yeah, Osiris. You came to see Cyrus. You came to see him. You see what I'm saying? And, you go, and everybody had a ghetto pass. All the gangs came and had a ghetto pass. Otherwise, we wasn't coming for a meeting. We was coming for the party. And the parties would turn into meetings where the lights would come on and the knowledge would be kicked. Forefathers of the most, more science, and the, and the codes and the laws and the stars. You see what I'm saying? And brothers would stand on the squares. And, 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 and here's something else a lot of people don't understand. The leaders like Jeff Ford. And Larry Hoover, you say gangster disciples and Blackstones in Chicago or anywhere in the country, you say they're rival gangs, they're opposition. But those two leaders are friends. They're friends for real. Matter of fact, right now, I just came from something on the west side here. A brother, Minister Rico, came home from the vice lord, and at the meeting with gangster disciples and everything, these older brothers. They don't do that. They ain't there shooting. They ain't there hugging each other, trying to get something together for the shortage. But they get undermined, too, because some of them are still wicked. They haven't learned. But the ones that really want to do good are blocked out by society because society condemned them for what they created. Yes. You see, so, you know, the, 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 the gang power is the underground. Now, see, with cats like you, that's that's what we we gotta we gotta implement. Cats like y'all would come in and teach young brothers like that. Set them up in an arena. You see, I heard you mention earlier about Waka Flocka and trick the people into that. You can't use that frequency to deal with the, uh, what we about to do. That frequency is not who you are, so you can't use it. If you try to use it to get the people in, 
it's gonna make it's gonna it's gonna tarnish. It's gonna it don't work. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell I tell artists this all the time. I say, look, man, you got good rhymes, but you're using trap music. You see, the trap music is what you use, and the frequency you're trying to use these beats they using that's trap music. So your art is not gonna shine on it because that's not the frequency you want. You're gonna have to learn artist development and creation with a frequency. Gospel rappers the same way. You got gospel rappers come to us they they gospel MCs and this that and the other, but they trying to use down south and trap music beats. Mm-hmm. You cannot promote that frequency. That frequency is a low frequency. It's a three four frequency at your bottom. It has a special bass to it. That sound is for your heart. They're trying to unwind your chakras, man, with that music. And mm. you can't do it and promote God. You know, and then you fall into the trap, too, and you start calling yourselves gangsters for God. We banging for <laughs> Jesus. And, you know, you know, we try to imitate, try to think we're going to reach the shorty by playing like we're part of that that they listening to, but we're trying to give another message that don't work. Yeah, do that. That's whack. Just straight remix. Yeah, build your foundation. Yeah, we gotta create some new type of stuff. See, so if you're gonna start teaching again, like we used to teach, you know, in hip hop, then you can raise conscious artists because you give them something to talk about. And they can be short. They can be short with his pants hanging off his ass. But what's coming out is now gonna gonna, gonna pull his pants up and the rest of the oh, nah, show. Oh no, that, that's. That's happening as we speak in real time. There's movements, there's move like real movements going on. They're getting signed and everything in the industry, making noise on tour, spitting that real God hop consciousness. Like it's, it is going down. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is yeah. going down, and they're taking the information, whether it's from online or the DVDs. You know, they're taking it, they're getting it from somewhere, and um, they're reinterpreting it. And the way that they see fit, and it's working. I mean, I, I'm, I listen to the music and I'm impressed, you know. So it definitely is catching yeah. on. And you gotta big it up, man. You gotta play it. You gotta get in touch with your other people that got shows. Make sure they play something. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. So we, that's another thing. We don't empower. We always talk about conscious music, but when we play it, we don't never empower it. We don't never build off of it and really empower it. Use the power of it. You know what I'm saying? These cats got records out. We ought to be playing these records. We ought to be, boom, I, I love that Bob and them radio show because they play all kind of music like that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, they like, do. Like, every, everybody who tip their hats to the cats that play the consciousness and pump it in and play the best of it, not just the whack of it, the best of it. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so much music, man, so much stuff, and our people ain't getting it because we're not folded to them. Those are, those are people who got to create, too, who got to reach people that want to go on to them fields and want to say, man, dump this music out on us, man. Dump that shit out on the street. Put the images out. Put them in the videos. You know, we mm-hmm. we got to have, we got to go and be influenced in some of the rap, the rappers that you see. You have a power to do that. All you have to do is get up with them. Everybody got it so they go, oh, man, don't mess with them. They might shoot you. They ain't going to do shit because most of them don't do nothing. Most of them are they studio. Don't. They're studio. They ain't into that. They dance to do the hoop for the chip. Yeah, for, for the, the money. Check. It's all about the money. It's all about the check. And the they, chip. yeah, they, 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 they do a hoop for a chip. 
You see what I'm saying? So you can you can you can do stuff. You know, two years ago, man, I we fought a battle with Cool Cigarettes with R.J. Reynolds Tobacco here in Chicago. They was trying to use hip hop to promote cigarettes. They had a mocha flavored cigarette, a blue flame cigarette, and they would have all these little images of they showed a b-boy, and when he got through, he smoking a cigarette. DJ with a cigarette in his mouth, rapping with a cigarette in his hand after he got off the mic. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? All these little funny screens. The place was green in the inside. This was spiritual warfare, man. Smelled like a cigarette. Everybody was smoking in there, but wasn't nobody smoking. They handed out little packages of cigarettes in a little bag, little care packs with stickers and stuff in it. And, and when they, they sent the marketing team in there after it was over with to see how many packs were left on the ground so they could market and analyze how many kids took home with potential smokers that they would create. Man, we saw what was going on. They, they called it the cool mix battle. We went to war. Nobody was standing with us for the war because we saw the spiritual warfare. Guess who the acts were? Now, you know this was a deliberate attack on conscious people. Not the unconscious. There wasn't no Nelly in them at that time. You know who the acts were? They were the Roots, Common, Kanye West, De La Soul. Those were the acts. Now tell me who kids they were after. Children they were after. They were after ours, the conscious people. So we brought Bam and Herky in and a few other people and we, we fought them, we fought them hard, we fought so hard, we made sure the sound systems didn't work. People pulling plugs on the sound systems, make sure that this don't happen, that don't happen. You know, we, we, we went into war. We even got the Attorney General of the State of Illinois to, to, to come and smash the whole cool mixed thing, make them pull all them cigarettes off the shelves that they had just filled the shelves with. You see what I'm saying? This was hip-hop that did this. You see, it was an uncommon fight. We couldn't have never did it if we didn't have a place to meet at, to do it, to plan the strategy, to build up the spirit, to drum up. Bookman sounded the drums in the, in, the, in the forest of Haiti, but the only way he sounded the drums was he had a space where they could gather to cover themselves with the blood of the black pigs so they could get to go. Yeah, we don't have no places like that. That's why we have to create those places like that so we can fight these type of fronts and these wars. You see, it's very important. You know what I'm saying? We've got to get together in spiritual codes, practice rituals. When we get together, before we open up something, pour a libation, ask your grandmama, great-great-grandmama, and understand what your great-grandpa, Chichal, whatever who in your family that you know about that no longer exists, or those strong heroes or sheroes, be with you. And they are with you. You, you call their names, and they are with you. And guide you do what you're going to do. And we have to become powerful like that. And Lord, that lures the little brothers in. Your power, dead prayers, they still must, dead prayers and them to rap with dead prayers. Then why y'all, why y'all change our spirit all of a sudden? Because the spirit changed on them. When they had the album, Let's Get Free, you could sell it. They tried to go back and, and, and appeal to the gangsters in the street. But the gangsters in the street, like, they let's get free. They came back with RBG, Revolutionary but Gangster, trying to flip-flop, and that wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to work. The spirit was gone. And that's what I'm saying about changing the spirit. we got to have a correction of what we're doing to raise artists. That's where these little places come in at, so you can teach stuff like this. Because you can't take this to no youth center. What I'm talking about, you can't teach this in the youth center. Because they're not going to let you do that. Because they control the youth center. And they control what's being said there. 
So you have to create your own places to teach. You see, as long as you keep the hate from you, from around you, when I say the hate, I mean you can't go in as a black power movement. You have to go in as something spiritual, something different. You know, sometimes you have to go out in the community and do outstanding things. Oh, I do, I do Occupy the Hood where we go to different neighborhoods, bring out the loudspeaker. You see what I'm saying? Play some conscious music on a loudspeaker. Then we speak to the people, pass out the information, do a ceremony. You know what I'm saying? Build a hood shrine, the biggest hood shrine you ever saw. You see? And, then, and have a question mark picture in the middle of it. Who's next? You see, you get a bunch of women to cry out in the streets. Just lie in the street, just cry. You see what I'm saying? We shock treatment, everything. You see, and this is the this is, this is the new era. And in order to get to these type of things, to reach people, because the awakening of people sometimes, they already in shock, is you're going to have to shock treatment. The shoulder lynching pictures are a shock treatment. You ought to pull them up sometime and show them to people. And like, why, watch, how you, watch how you bust their brains. You might bust your own brain, because I was reading that book, 100 Years of Lynch, and I had to put it down. I cried. I had to put that down. See, and when I picked it back up again, I was ready for the project, and I went straight ahead with it, which caused me to build a whole exhibit. You see, we have to do shock treatment like that. In order to get to these type of teachings, we're going to have to have a place. People are going to have to set up places. If you want to teach these babies something about Africa, about your kind, your people, you're going to have to have a place for it. You want to fly your flags and put up your pictures like a museum, you've got to have a place for it. Multi-income, you can make it happen in all kinds of ways, but you've got to be ready to take on the place and the task. The teaching is more important. The more teaching you do it, the longer you'll keep the place. The minute you go off the spirit of it, that's gone. That's just real talk, y'all. Absolutely, it's resonating, brother. Because I'm sitting here thinking about all the examples that you're talking about. And sure enough, that's exactly how it went down. Yeah, I would like to get together with all of us in April, sometime in April, maybe late spring, late spring, and see how can we have a big think tank, all the scholars, the young scholars, a think tank, not coming with the conspiracy theory, but a think tank on which way we see black America go, how we can implement it through hip-hop culture. You see, see we have to come and claim that too. You see what I'm saying? Before the dish run away with the spoon, we have to talk about the preservation of it, the music and the culture itself. You see, we have to look at books like Karis One's book, The Gospel of Hip-Hop, a great book. That's a yeah. great book. I'm a hip-hopper. I'm like him. I'm a hip-hopper. I understand what he's saying truly and clearly. I'm a hip-hopper, and the spirit of God is in the hip-hopper. You see, those that, that, that make the movement out of it. We have to look at all of the different things that we have around them. You know, they give, give it up to our scientists like Black Top, the Code and the Matrix. We have to take that book and read that book, sit around and read it. Get a group of kids and sit around, children, young cats, and sit around and read a chapter of it and talk about it. So we don't hide them. We don't do them. We got to have places to do that. Because the school ain't going to let you do that. You see, we got to have a place for that, a reading circle. We get some cats. When you get food, bring some chicken wings or some veggie sticks or whatever you want to get, french fries, invite them to come down and read a chapter of that book. They don't want to read when you're reading garbage, when you're reading books that they can't understand. They don't want to read that. You know, read the book Memnon, The Shades of Memnon. 
by, by Brother G, a book that was wrote about the hero Memnon who fought in the Trojan War as a brother. People don't even know about him. You know, in the movie, they predict him as a white boy. He was a brother, like Hannibal. Right. He fought in the Trojan War. He was a hero in, in, in Athens, Greece. They got a statue of him. You see, so we, we got to get into that. We sit around and read that book now. Read a chapter of his story. It's an interesting book. Talk about it. Get their mind engaged. New kind of things, new kind of parties. You know, so you create the party. You know, if you don't play that music, play the music with no, with no, no rhymes to it. Play it with no rhymes to it. If the, if the music make them, make them jump, the trap make them jump, the vocals is what's trapping them. The frequency is what got them. So let's ride the frequency with no, no rhyme on it. No rhyme. You see, we have to do these, these tricks and these tactics, but we can never develop these things if we do not have our own places of scientific combat. So for injustice, baby, there's no way. I'm talking to everybody that's in a major city that's listening to a little country town, anywhere like that. In order for you to combat this problem, you are going to have to look at creating your own little centers. Don't have to be no mega centers. You don't need no government grant to do all of that. All you need is, the, is a few willing bodies and a plan to put it together and stick to the plan. Quit trying to get into it for the money. We're not in it for the money. The minute you start hauling the money, you're going to go get a government grant. Once you get a grant, you out. If they give it to you. But once they give it to you, you're going to spend all the money trying to get out the red tape. You see? So you don't want that. You want community base. Look at your corporation act in your city, on the government, whatever city you live in, .gov. Look for the 501D corporation. Look for corporation acts of things that you can do as a business, LLCs, different type of things that they got. We only look up one kind. We want to do that store thing. That's not the only kind. It's a bunch of stuff that you can take and craft for yourself and create things for yourself with it. And we got to look at that. You know what I'm saying? You know, we got to look at that. You know, I hear a lot of people hollering about sovereignty. Sovereignty starts in the heart and the mind first. You can't, paper don't make you sovereign. Paper just make you checked out of something that you're about to be in trouble with because you're not, your heart and mind ain't ready for it either. To be sovereign starts first with that. Black people in America, we look for identity, so we're getting caught in a bunch of, a bunch of misidentities of who we are. We want to deny what's happened to us. We want to deny what's going on with us. We don't want to see it because it's ugly and it hurts. But we're going to the 21st century. We're going to have to show it. We're going to have to cry. We're going to have to look at what has happened to us. Not 1,000 years ago, 500 years ago, but what happened to us yesterday, the day before yesterday, the day before that. We've got to walk backwards into history and look at what has happened to us. When we get to 100 years of us, you're going to see where the mistake took place. And this is why young people can come in and correct it. But they haven't saw the mistake because all our libraries and our so-called museums, they don't have our real artifacts in them. Black museums don't have nothing in them. So we got to create the Black Museum of Mama and Daddy in, them, in our communities. we got to look at our own artifacts. we got to tell the stories. We can't let all these elders get out of here and leave this planet and we never got their story. 
That's crazy. No race of people on the planet lets that happen. That's how their bloodline continues. By the heritage of the story, too. Root, the movie Roots showed you that. But you got to have some place to develop thinking like this. You see? You, and, and this is this real talk for the 21st century. We cannot play. We got to quit looking at the voting thing. All that voting, we march on Barack Obama. Man, listen, let me tell y'all all something. Don't believe the hype. Public enemy told y'all that. Do for self. All right, you're good. You're the president, all that good. Yeah, I, live, I live here. So what? But I'm not finna wait on nothing. Not finna wait on your health care. I'm not finna wait on nothing. I'm gonna get up and create what I need to create for my kind. And if we do that, we're gonna start the progress of the new light. And we black folks can't move into this new light until the young folk that rule black America, the scholars like y'all, come and develop these think tanks and these these, these little centers of Reuniting for our people. We gotta have this in the twenty first century. There's no no other way. And it gotta be in the community. We can stop we can stop eighty percent of the killing that goes on if we create. This is real talk, man. This is real talk. I get high just talking to y'all. That's what I do. Because it's real talk. I know that to be a fact, brother. You know what I'm saying? That if, if the youth if the youth see us building, progressively building, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's closed like we on to ourselves, they're gonna wanna know what's going on. They're gonna gravitate towards that. But if there's nothing going on, then you better believe that they're gonna gravitate towards that which is making the loudest noise. And right now it's the freak you're talking about. That's right. And that's what you see happening. You know, that's what you see happening. The black movement has lost its gas as far as black revolutionary movement. It's still stuck in the 60s and 70s. It still has the same rhetoric. It still has the same, it has the same goal, but we're in a new era. You see, this is a new era, a new time. You know, we played with some, with some other things that go on top of what they had. Indeed, we um we take a break at eleven eleven to do our meditation. You know what I'm saying? So the family can just gather themselves, take the energy, because you definitely have been raising the vibration and allow people to go mentally into their place where we do create where we do create at. You know what I'm saying? It begins on them realms and we bring it down. And that's not dismissing the fact that we have to have a plan. So I definitely want to salute you and applaud you for laying out that plan tonight. I do want the family. Thank you for having me, good brothers. And I will see y'all very soon. And peace and blessings to everybody in the universe. All of those listeners. Now, I don't want you to go nowhere. We got a bunch of hands up on the um, the call queue. I want the callers to come in and build with us. We're just going to do 11-11 so we can do the meditation so the family that is resonating and energized with your words can take it into their own mental planes and start mentally preparing for what's at hand, you know what I'm saying? Because we got to see it, and then, as they say, it definitely can be achieved, you know? 
and you're laying it out, you're giving the plan, people talk about there's no solutions, you gave a very simple one. Very simple. I'm not going to put no, uh, uh, you know, no, ain't, ain't no training wheels or nothing on it. It don't take nothing but somebody doing it. Somebody can yep. wake up tomorrow and go out, and before they even get to the train, they'll probably run into the storefront. And now you just got to start masterminding how to go about getting it. Get four or five look at the dream. You got to look at the vision of it. See it. See it open. See it with you in it. And that's how you, that's what starts the whole quest of finances and everything. That are you actually turning your dream into a vision and you can see yourself in it. Exactly. So that's what I want the family to focus on in the next three minutes. You know what I'm saying? As we go into this meditation, I want them to start that actualization, at this, that visualization right now. You know, take the opportunity to begin it, and then tomorrow it'll be there for you. So, family, just familiar with the meditation, you know the drill. If you are seated somewhere where you got the lights on, you know, we preferably ask that you do this with the lights out. So you might want to cut your lights out. Uh, you can cut the computer screen off without actually cutting off the computer. Find yourself seated straight, feet flat to the floor, back straight, palms to the edge of the knees, pointed upwards to your ceiling, both index fingers touching, both thumbs touching, forming a pyramid, tip of the tongue touching the roof of the mouth, okay, we're taking deep abdominal breaths, right? Inhaling through the nose, exhaling out of the mouth, right? Again, eyes closed, focused on what you need to be focused on. I can't instruct you and tell you where your destiny lies, but if you gravitate what's being said tonight, you know, then you might want to see yourself in a spot. You might want to see yourself in that spot organizing you want to see the furniture already laid out. You want to see the TV on on the wall. You want to see your plaques on the wall. You want to see the people in attendance. You want to smell the food in the kitchen. You want to actually see yourself actively participating in this space and in this place, okay? You don't want to dream of having it. You want to see yourself in it. You want to see the ball already rolling, all right? You want to activate this principle, and you want to know this is beyond easy. Why is it so easy? Because you already see yourself doing it. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, family. All right? So we're going to set it off, and we will see you back on the other side. We'll start off a little bit early just to get you acclimated. Of course, we know this mantra is Omni Padme Om, which stands for the jewel and the lotus. It's the perfect balance between the masculine and feminine principle which means that you get to balance both hemispheres of your brain, which is, you know, you're seeing something and you're actualizing it as well. You're right and you're left, right? So attune it, see yourself in it, right? And we will see you there, family, on the other side very shortly.
Peace, peace, peace to the family. Let me open up that line. Brett. In the building. All right. Yeah, I'm here. Second, to recalibrate themselves. Um, Of course, I'm reminded at this time that we have to shout out our sponsors. The show, tonight's show is sponsored by kingscounty.bigcartel.com. Yes, you spell it. Family. K-I-N-G-Z. K-O-U-N-T-Y dot big, B-I-G, cartel, C-A-R-T-E-L dot com. And um, I just launched a Facebook page, Family. So just do me a favor and click like for the card. You know what I mean? Let me get some likes up in here. And uh, we're going to build that page up and definitely utilize the Facebook page to announce new designs, new colors, uh, new events, and things of that nature. We might even do a Kings County blog. Some of the shirts be wanting to talk to y'all, so, you know, we might do a blog. That's about it. All right. And um, also, family, of course, Ocean14Corp.com and SoulGoBiz.com. All right, this program is also sponsored by those two wonderful sites. We do have a seasonal shift sale still going on on both sites. Please check us out. Take full advantage of the opportunities that are being afforded to you at this particular time. Right, the sale is for a limited time only. Okay, we do appreciate your business. Thank you, family. Thank you. Thank you. Peace, Lord Cassius. Yeah, peace. Yes, indeed. Okay, we are about to take it to the people. You know what I'm saying? I want to ask the um, first question. Brother, do you um, do you think or do you feel like there's a possibility that uh, the brothers that are in these organizations would ever be able to come together and form something such as a union, you know, for, like, construction workers where they can be able to provide uh, work, bids, you know, win certain bids and provide work for brothers and sisters, you know, brothers and sisters in the different organizations that are under the whole community. Because I've, I've recently had a vision for that, being at a work site and seeing that um, not only is there a lot of money involved, but the fact that, you know, we would benefit if we were all to come together the same way that the Mexicans have come together and the same way the uh, even brothers coming home from um, doing bids, they come together and group up and hit those sites and get those $30, 40 $50 an hour jobs. So, um, you know, what do, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts? I, I don't, I, I don't, it sounds great, but, I don't never see black organizations coming together. That's just not going to happen. Okay. That's just not going to happen. Not even a black union? Uh, No. Okay. Well, our thinking process, our spiritual thinking process is not even on that. When we talk black union, it becomes so bushy and so 
Europeanized that it don't make sense and it always squeezes the people that really need it out of it. You know, it started off good, but it don't do that because we haven't got a total spiritual organization yet. Well, we spiritually organized. When I say spirit, I'm not talking about religion either. I'm talking about spiritually inclined. Think like the same and be like the same and act like the same. Other races have that already because they have not been through the trauma that we've been through as a race. That's been stripped from us, and we have to now regain that. So I don't really see that this a great ideal. It sounds good. I would be for it. I would be one of the first ones to jump up to it. But as a whole, in reality, I don't see black organizations, the movement, or anything coming together in the unified structure to do anything but complain. Indeed. All right. Appreciate that. Indeed. All right, family, so we're going to take it to the lines, get the family involved. If you are out there, you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please, now is the time to press 1, and we will open up your line and bring you into the bill. So without further ado, let me go to the first caller on the line. That would be... Take it to the shot first. Caller from the seven seven three six seven three seven seven three. Caller, peace. Hello, Cash. Hello, Red and Blue. How are you all? Greetings, peace, peace. I am a uh, huge fan of Cash. Cash, this is um, Golden. Caller from Chicago. Hey, I'm peace. The, uh, How are you? I'm good. I'm the one with the super short haircut. And yeah, uh, I know who you are. <laughs> Uh, and you were speaking earlier about um, about ceremonies for your babies and so forth. And my kids still to this day ask about Uncle Cash. And um, Jada and my son will be 10 in March. And I would love for you to do the uh, the ceremony for my son. Well, get, well, get up with me and um, let's put it together. Let's All right. Plan it and, and know what we're going to do with a whole nine. So All right. we, and we, I also, you can have a clear understanding of it. All right, that'll be perfect. And I also want to tell the people out there too, as listening, that Cass is everything that he is saying that he is. The um, House of Culture literally is open every day, anytime you get ready to. I get crucified daily on my uh, Facebook page for taking on things that's happening now, and uh, I think I keep going because of, of brothers like Cash and Omar and Polite Betty too, you know. Um, but it's just so important for people that's our age in their 30s and 20s to still understand where these young brothers and sisters are coming from, understanding where the miseducation is lying. You know, my solution is always it's never government, but it's the fact that we don't love ourselves. You know, the parents that we have of these teenagers, they don't love themselves. So it's just like how can, um, you know, so how can we expect, you know, the, the teenagers to do the same thing or have any type of pride, and that's where it is to me. It's a lack of pride and lack of love and lack of understanding of where we've been and where we've coming from and where we still can go, you know, without Chief Keith and whoever else directing our path, you know, because he is the absolute wrong one to do any of that, you know. But um, I just want to say that, and I love you dearly, Cash, and I will be talking to you soon. Get up with me so we can put that together for you. Yes, I will will be honored, honored, just to start some type of legacy, though. All right. All right. All right. All right, Keith. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, the next caller we have a Skype caller calling from the one one one. 
Skype caller from the 111. Peace. Hello? Hello. Peace. Peace. Can you hear me? Yes, indeed. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's Darren from uh, Ireland. What's going down? Hey. Peace. <laughs> I've, been, I've been listening in and uh, as again ringing from an outsider from a different country and different culture. I see this this not stigma, but this this thing that comes up. And I notice that a lot with a lot of your callers and, and, and guests on the show, which I do really appreciate their comment. They, they look at this from a, and I understand why I look at this from from a from a black perspective. When you really have to look at it outside of all them boxes, because there's one thing that's always been understood all down through history, and that's human nature. And how mine, a man of a mind can be molded in the shape it wanted to, it can be going, and it says that in the Quran that that man was made from clay. But it, and it says, I tell you now from Surah 23, verse 12, man we did create from clay. But it also says from the Egyptian Book of the Dead, which is 2,000 years old, and uh, the god uh, Kumu was um, a fellow worker with Pata in carrying out the mandate for creation which was uttered by taught, or taught, which is where you get the word taught from, because taught, the Egyptian god, was the king of, uh, the god of knowledge. And, and uh, he was, uh, he fashioned man on a potter's wheel, because he was made from clay. And if you go back then, 3,000 years to China, from the book of Lord Shang, chapter 18, politics, it says, the one who, who can conquer a strong army was he who regarded as his first task of conquering his own people for the way in which the conquering of the people is based on regulating of the people like the effect of smelting in regarding to metal or the work of a potter in regarding to clay if the base is not solid the people are like flying birds or animals so human nature has always been understood and I think people have to realize that from every perspective that your shapes your culture because culture is something that you put uh, put in a petri dish, and a culture is something that changes in science. The culture has always been given to the people, and over in Ireland we were given our culture. We were given our flag. It's not our flag. The green, white, and gold is not our flag. It was given to us. We didn't associate with this island. It was given to us. The word for Ireland in the Irish language is era, which is spelled I E I R E, and era in Greek is the the eagle's nest, the ne- the eagle's nest. And I think people have to understand that you're given your culture, you're given your, your perspectives in life, and you have to look at this. And I was reading with Laura Cash, you can't look at it as a group individual. You have to look at it as an individual looking for truth. And that's the only way you can get out of this system because when you free yourself as an individual, it's the only way when the system cannot affect you. And uh, I feel you have to step outside of your group and have to step outside of your the culture and the persona that's been given to you. And I don't mean that in any offensive way. Well, let's let's look at something. Uh, when you started off your conversation, you said we look at it from a black perspective. Black people in America are a new race, a race born in captivity. No culture at all, no background of nothing. Everything we're doing is create. We're creating. We're going back into our ancestral past from those that came 
on the ships and different things, and then we're here or whatever we claim. But we're coming from a scarred race. We have to create. We have to now. understand that the to, the Irish people well, we as a as a, as a well, people well, and well, a culture. Well, but I can't I can't speak for the Irish. I can speak. But for the my thing country. is, we both came on the same ships, and we were both uh, souls on the, sla- right, the same right, block. Right, yeah, but we wasn't on the well, same level of the ship. I was underneath the boat. She was on top of it. It's no, not not the Irish people. And, and I'm not talking about Irish people. You. Irish people and 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 African people were growing up in the same Yeah, we do have a strong connection due to where Ireland is and 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 our presence there. You know, for 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 many thousands of years before the word Irish people came along. We yeah, we do have a strong connection. But what I'm saying is this: we're in a new era, in a new time. I love me. I love my kind. I do Zoom teaching. I was taught to love my kind. Now, the loving of my kind helps me to love humanity. See, if I didn't love my kind and didn't love myself, I could never love or help humanity. I would become an agent against humanity. And this is what's happening to people, not just of my kind, but of all kinds. So I was taught to love my kind. So when I speak, I speak for my kind, those that need to hear what I'm giving them. For the world, my heart is humanity itself. Because without my earth, ain't nothing happening. I agree 100%. But when I say culture, culture for me is a mixture of things. It's not one particular thing. It's not Africa. It's not America. It's a mixture of things. And in the era and time that I live in now, I must forward the mixture with more mixtures of things, family legacies. That's why I tell you about mm-hmm. ceremonies and different things you create, because you must create for your own family a cultural line, a set of things that families do. Most families eat together. <clears throat> that's a cultural thing that's been practiced everywhere. Some people don't even practice that no more in America. But no, still not even, not even in Ireland they don't practice that. And I actually right. think, I think we, I, right. I agree with so, you 100%. Right, so the thing is, now we have to now instill new things into our family lives. I'm a grown man. It's the difference when I was a young man in my teens. I'm a grown man. I'm a grandfather now. What as a grandfather do I leave as a legacy to my grandchildren and beyond? Something in culture, something that sticks in my family, a ceremony, a ritual, something we, that we do that keeps our bloodline. In the movie Roots, which I know is shown all over the world, the most important thing in Roots, when I ask the kids, what, what is it? They tell me, oh, um, he, he was enslaved. No, it was the story that they told generation after generation. Kuta Kente was from the village of Jubare, who went to get his little brother a drum. Okay, was kidnapped and brought to America, had a daughter named Kitsu, who had a son named George, who had a son named Tom. It told of a bloodline. This was a ritual. When they took the baby outside and held the baby in there and said, behold, something greater than I. You see, it was a ritual that went on for generation and generation. This is the building of culture in a family setting. Our families have to get back. Black families can't even go back to the past. Most of us can't go past the 1950s in this era. And that's sad when families of other different um, races can go back until 1600s and 1500s. Me, my family can't go back to 1950s. 
And now can you imagine trying to go forward? Then I can't go backwards. I can't go forward then. I'm stuck. And this is why yeah. black people are reacting the way they're acting. We got the system down on us. Plus, we're stuck. Nobody, it was a race of people after 1865 in America was told that they are free and could go. They had no psychological training. They had no re, nothing, reinstatement, revaluation. They had nothing. They were just put out. Then we went through a hundred years of hell and horror, you see. And, and, and now we're in this, this new era. The black race in America, born in captivity, will be 500 years old. Matter of fact, this is 2013. It is 500 years old. We are new, and we are now going to have to retrace our steps for our children. And as we retrace the steps, we're going to have to add and implement new things from our time into our cultural circle in order to solve and fix this problem. And in order to but, do but here's, that, here's a, here's we must a question. have places to do it at. But you, here's a question. Now, do you think that stigma, or not stigma, that, that past holds a lot of black people back? Because Irish people who were... The, who were discriminated for being Irish lost that after a generation or two when they could assimilate into America for not having the accent because Ireland lost 400, 4 million people in 50 years because of a famine which wasn't even a famine, it was a genocide because England took all the money took all the food out and left Irish to grow potatoes which were from Peru on bad land So, and then they said there was a quote in Ireland, the hell or the connect, and you could either go to three places. You went to the Carib- Caribbean, you went to America, or you went to Australia right. on a boat. And mm-hmm. well, but the thing well, is, what? we seen it as. But the thing is, we seen it as a, as a part of history. But you think? Do you think? And I don't mean um, asking this from an outsider. Well, do you think well, that well, past can I... hold black people back? Do you think that yes, past holds, holds them back. and keep, yes, keep questioning yes, the past? Because you went through. Um, the, the 400 million, the 440 million people, we had over 150 million plus for 370 years displaced. Then once but see, we the thing is, we went to America, we weren't allowed to educate, we weren't allowed to do anything. Even in the present state in America, if you have to be here and live here to know this. You know, I talk to people from around the world all the time. You don't live here to know what we go through. The great Martin Luther King tried to show people, people around the world what was really happening. That hasn't stopped. It's just took a new form in a new time. The racism that existed in the 1900s still exists right now. It exists by the pen. It exists by classism. It exists by by environment, it is just by everything, even the way we eat. You have to live here to know the plight. Yes, we still hold on because we have never, ever had redemption. We have never even redeemed in ourselves what has happened to us, and our children are going mad because this redemption has not been said. Listen, man, the South is covered in blood, not from the Civil War, the South is covered in blood from those that fell and died, and the story was never told what had happened to them. Our mm-hmm. children don't know how, who, about great-grandma and them scrubbing floors to send mama to school. They don't even have them stories. You have the stories. Even though your people was oppressed, 
even though your people went through genocide, you still hung on to the heritage of your people. We do not have that, and we have to regain that in this time. Paul, I, I, I completely, I do 100% agree with you, but I just, as from regards from where I see it, and, I, and we agree, I just think I will communicate to each other on different levels that we both can't understand, because I agree with you 100%. It's just, regardless, I think, I think looking at everyone is oppressed, because, and I, I think the show even touches on it, there's, a, there's something higher that holds all of us down. You know, the, the the white people or the Caucasians were only worker bees for a higher system. That's the way I well, see it. And now well, it's the time where the world is now in flux in this new area of Aquarius because we were in the age of Pisces, which was the fish, if I'm correct. I don't know if right. Pisces the fish. Because Pisces, the symbol of the fish was the symbol of Jesus Christ, which was only meant to last a thousand something years, which was we're about now, you know. Because now well, we're going into the age of Aquarius where the waters are let loose of all morals. And that's why I feel culture has always been dictated from the top down because culture is something you put in a Petri dish. So I feel as, and I'm agreeing with you, you, you have to look at this as an individual. And I say well, it because... Well, first I would no, have sorry, to look at it as an individual in order to implement it to my family. I'm going to have to regain yeah. me. I got to listen, yeah. man. We're crazy in America. America's crazy. <laughs> America, yeah, people look at America on TV and think it's the land of milk and honey. It's crazy here, man. It's crazy. It's crazy the thinking process people go through. People are so wore out here. We're wore out. We're scared. We're wore out. We don't know what's happening. And, 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 and things are happening. And, and I'm going to have to learn how to do for my family. I'm going to have to learn to create for my family. When I say create, I just don't mean food, clothing, and shelter. I mean, I'm going to have to create the science of a new family from an old tradition, and that's where i got to start at. So I must look at my past in order to move forward. I cannot go forward. And if I can't love me, I can't love you. If I can't love me, I've been taught to love me. That's why I can speak and, and, and say these things because I love me. And then love me means to get up off my behind and do something for my people. That's what it is. And I have to talk my people. When I talk my people, I'm talking the whole of humanity. But I'm really speaking truly a strong voice to my kind. An Irish in Ireland, you have to speak for your kind. Irish in Japan, they have to speak for the Japanese. You see, and they have to instill a culture that's been lost through all of our races by the powers. And we know the global powers is at everybody. That's to keep us all divided. One thing they couldn't, they could never break was hip hop. Hip hop brought us all together, all around the world. Same song, like Digital Underground said. You see, they could never stop that. So they deliberately put in place a system to ruin it. You see, you could not yeah. stop the vibration because the great Africa Bambada, who's the Atumra of hip-hop, he says that the Irish should love the Irish and should put it in their music how much they love their people because the love, it will find a belt with love with everybody.
body, for humanity. If you love your people, you are not going to throw the trash on the ground and dirty your environment. If you love your people, you're going to bring peace and harmony in your way and through art or whatever expression. If you love your people, you will get along with all the people of the world because you are practicing the power of love. This is where the method comes, and we have to reteach that in America because America is bent on the powers of hate and destruction. You have to live here to know that. It's, it's crazy. The music that's Hold coming on. out, it affects you there. You see, and it, imagine what it do to me here. You talk about a chief key. Imagine if you hear it there and you say, wow. Imagine why I'm screaming here because it's all over me. You see, even like the people that listen to that, I was the sister was just talking, and she said about the Chief Keith, and I keep hearing his name tonight. You know, if you don't live here in Chicago, you don't know how that really affects. I'm in the nucleus of Chief Keith. I'm right in the heart where he come from. I'm right mm-hmm. in the fire with him. And, and, and where I'm at, it, there's almost been 40 murders around me from the summer to right now. Do you understand? It's, it's, it's senseless killings of young people mm. that could have been the next scientists and lawyers because I'm caught in the midst of Chief Keith and the magical spell that some record company is working on me to, to keep me in the dark. And if you are farther from me out the belt, you feel it a different way than I feel it because I'm right in it. I'm in the heat of it. It's right on my back. It makes my hair stand up on my neck. That's how close I am to it. I can feel the flames from the guns. That's how close I am to it. Now, if you live farther away from me, you have a different feel. If you live farther away from that person, you have another different feel. The farther you go, the more disattached with it you become. But I'm in the flame. So while I'm in the flame, I got to find an extinguisher, which is culture, to magnify, to bring this to life. And the only way I can do it is to connect with my past and my ancestral roots and let my ancestors speak for me and bring me to the new era so I can have the tools of war to deal with my kind in this cultural war and spiritual warfare. So love your people. There's nothing wrong with it, but understand our struggle when we say black people. That's for everybody listening. That's of another race. We are humanity. We love humanity because we gave civilization to it, and we love it. And we, But we have to now look at inside of ourselves and begin to love ourselves. We can't look at nobody else until we look at us first. Us first. And that's just point blank. That's very, very, very true, and thanks for giving it up. I actually, uh, I, I want to uh, give some pretty... Yeah? Hold on. You don't know I mean it? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, have, I picked... I was in a bookshop today. I picked up a pretty well, well, funny book. It's... All right. We got callers on the line, brother. I don't mean to cut your wisdom, but we do have callers in the call queue. And we have to get to okay, the Okay, I'm going to go and I'll, just, I'll, I'll say this last so, thing. Um, yes, I appreciate it, bro. All right, and, um, it's the, the last thing I want to say is uh, I picked up a book. It's called, and this is pretty funny, it's called Negro Myths from the Georgia Coast by Charles C. Jones, Jr., written in 1899. And I think... She, I have the original book here. You know, information on us. Pick up a book about the Irish, the Norsemen, and the, and, and, and the Celtics, and who they were. Pick up those books first before you pick up any book of any other race. Go into the magic of your race. And then I you have. can probably I have done help it. solve humanity's problems. 
Well, thanks very much. Word, word right. to the mother. Thank All right, you, Paula. Peace. All right. Okay. Blue. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I want to go to caller. We have another caller in the call queue. Caller from 347-972. 347-caller-972. Peace. Yes. Uh, wow. Namaste. Hotep. Hetepu. And all good words. Whew. I tell you, no the ledge. Um, this is, like the brother was saying, this is some stuff that we really have to look at. Um, yes, it is very, very, very emotional to think that our ancestors had something to do with our captivity as well. We would like to sugarcoat our experience. However, once we take responsibility for, yes, we know that our own people had something to do with our own captivity. Once we understand that part, we can also move forward. We can also move forward by looking at our history or our story with regards to everything that is great that we created. We still have those DNA, cords, light filaments within us. We just have to learn, as the brother was saying, to deal with the frequency of transformation. And that is, and I will explain to you, that we must, like the brother said, get together, whether it's in a home or a basement, a club, whatever get together and point out what, you know, why would you want to emulate someone who has, you know, inter-relations uh, with family members? Why do you want to get together with, why do you want to be like somebody who who practices bestiality? Why do you want to change your color because of somebody else's, Foolishness. It is a spell, like the brother is saying. And we must, we have it. This is the time, more than any other time, for us to move forward, learn from other people's, um, other mankind or human experiences, negative experiences experiences, and learn from that and leave the rest. Learn what the Japanese did. Learn what the so-called Jews did. Learn what the Irish did. Learn, learn, learn from our brothers 
and sisters in India, which came out of Africa, who was under the British rule for a number of years. I don't know if it was 500, but it was damn well close to it. And like the brother also is saying, as a divine feminine aspect of it, we feel it just as much or even more because we birth both men and women. And until we recognize, like Haile Selassie I said, until we, you know, uh, 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 know that, you know, one race is superior to another, there's going to be war until a man's uh, eyes has no significance than the color of his skin. There is going to be war. So, in closing, I will say, love is the answer first. And we have to show and teach our youth that, yes, we were the creators of civilization, but we fucked up too. Excuse my language. We screwed up also. So like a person who has been molested or abused, until they recognize that abuse and stop the denial, we can't heal ourselves, my brother, and the same people who perpetrate the fraud also have to learn to because they have also perpetrated a fraud uh, to uh, divide and rule and conquer. So they're not real either. So we have to get out of the illusion that them top ranking, it might look like them top ranking right now. It might feel like that they are top ranking. But if we remove the vibration that they are it, they are not it. That's why they have to do all manner of shenanigans to get what they want. So, yes, it is a psychological warfare, and it is a spiritual warfare. And the first thing we have to teach our youth is thoughts are things. Thoughts manifest energy. Thoughts are currency. We've never been taught that, that thoughts are things. And everything that is in the spiritual world comes first, then the manifestation of the reality. So I know it is very emotional. But while in the emotion, I'm going forward because I don't know where I'm going with them. You understand? And this is what we have to teach our youth, and the youth are learning. Trust me. And many are called, and few are chosen. But we're moving forward because, like Brother Bob said, have no fear for atomic energy because none of them can stop the time. And they might build all their industrial complexes and all that, whatever. But there is a higher power force. And one vibration, if it's strong enough, 
can flood the planet, trust me. Where one or two are gathered, so shall it be. Namaste. Keep up the good work, my brother. But we have to learn. And we have to accept our screw up that we did too. And we have to understand that this so called pale man is sick. Okay? I'm sick. And I do not want to emulate that. Ashe. And thank you. Peace and blessing. Peace. Bombs. Peace. Yeah. Peace. Well, well, you know, to answer the sister's question, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, indeed. To answer the sister's question, you know, she, had, she, she brought up a couple of things. You know, just kind of elaborate on it. See, I, until we connect with what has happened, you know, and start to really look at it, just, this, is a, this is something we're going to have to do in order to move forward. The spirit cannot conduct order if it does not learn to reorganize the chaos. And right now we're in chaos. That's why no none of our stuff work. That's why politics don't work for us. That's why nothing works for us. Because we haven't learned to, to direct that and and direct the spirit of it. See back in the day when we when we had politicians before before the 1960s, I want to say around that time, before that, 1960s people below, the politician was somebody we could put our hands on. It was somebody, the politician used to come to your door to want to be alderman or was the alderman. They had a precinct captain. This was everywhere. They would come to your door and they would ask you what you want and what you need. The reason being was because you could put your hands on them. They were from the community. You could put your hands on them. The job of the politician there was based inside the movement. The movement had sprung from the music, and it had a vibration that kept the politician in line. Some of them was crooked, but you added some great ones that came along and tried to really do something. But playing in that political game is crooked anyway. So once you get in the game, you crooked anyway. But if you take some of the crookedness and at least give some of your people the, the stuff that they need to work with, you know, the, you, we were talking about the gangs earlier. The gangs, they want, some of them cats want to do well with the kids. They want to do good. They want to come do it. But they blocked. They blocked by the Negro politician that, 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 that is whitewashed and that, that, that casts them out and puts and demonizes them and don't want to give them no programs or don't want to sign for the money for the programs. You see, and this makes, this discourages the brothers. And we call them catch 22 with this because if we damned if we do and damned if we don't. And we're trying to seek where we can find funds at. And it's so hard when you know that you come from a street nation. The first thing everybody says, you want to sell dope. You be really in the heart of doing stuff. I fight a battle with this all the time about how I look. Oh, you're a Rasta. You got dreadlocks. You're Rasta. Far eye. This, that, and the other. So people put a stigma on me. You know, they, 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 they tend to cast me out because I don't wear a suit and tie. I don't look like that. And that's a form of spiritual warfare inside of us by not loving ourselves and having an identity for ourselves. So many people join the Moore Science Temple. I see brothers, oh, I'm a Moore. I asked a question one time, and, 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 I, and I almost had to get out of the room real quick because the question was, how did you get affairs 
with a tassel on it, you just join the, the, the thing. That tassel represents some higher power, higher learning, higher knowledge. It's like a mortarboard on a, on a graduation cap. You see, and I know what that is because we want identity. That's why we jump in it. We, when we jump into those sciences, sciences, we take the prophets or the messengers of those sciences and we elevate them to a Jesus consciousness because that's what put it, that was put into us by our captors. You see, and we give this person this persona that they can do no wrong or no evil. We never look at the things that make the balance, the mayat that makes the balance. Noble Ali had just as much gangster as he had the holy prophet. We're not studying his life. Jesus Christ had more gangster than he had prophet. It was the same balance. And he chose to do it on a greater level, though, for good. You see, we have to look at our people. We have to quit looking for the for the one who comes with no fault. It ain't, he ain't coming because every man going to have a fault. Every man ain't going to be super strong in everything. Just like right now, I'm, I sit and, I, and I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing, but I know that I'm missing some things. And we're going to have to look at our woman. That was one of the greatest lies ever told. I hear people talk about ancient Egypt and all of that. That was something before ancient Egypt, and that's just another whole other story we're going to have to talk about and look at because it was something way before them, way before them. But let's go there. We don't look at, when we say the pharaoh, we don't look at the pharaoh being a woman. But she was. There were women pharaohs too. We don't look at women at all. She is the main basic principle of God. What we call God in the nature of the universe. She is a great nurturer. She is a giver of life. We are nothing but the seed bearer. She holds the aura of light for the sun. You see, she ignites the power. You see, she is the ruler. In the great ancient pyramids, there's a thing where, where our set is walking, our saw is walking through our set, which states that no man sits on the throne of God unless he comes to a woman. But woman has no voice. She can actually clean up the community, but she's out of place too. You see, she's out of place. And we have to return to our past. Big Mama corrected everything. Big Mama sat at the kitchen table and read you the riot act and probably went upside your head to get the family right. There wasn't no divorce in, in our people until we started really taking on the European concept of being free. By the 1980s, we had forgot all about the civil rights and all the things that we had learned because we was doing like the Jeffersons. We was moving on up. You see, we was, we was buying in the suburbs and all those things. We forgot about the consciousness of spirituality that, that carried our families through Jim Crow and other things. We had no choice but to stick together. And we have to go back to those decent principles of, of raising our children. We can't raise our children like the European races' children. It's not the same frequency. It's not the same type of child. It does not have the same mannerism or background or melanation. We have a special technique. We have a special thing. That's why we built the world. And until we return and look at that, and look at the ugly of it as well as the good. When we talk ancient Egypt, we always talk about Egypt as good. There was some dark in Egypt. When we talk about Africa, we always talk about the good. But like the sister said, peace. All the brothers' lines just dropped. Hopefully it calls back within these two minutes that we have. Family on the line, if you want to continue, please call 347-637-2135. That's 
2135-637-2135 family. Okay? We got two minutes remaining to the live stream and we will be going past EM hour. Hopefully, like I said, the brother calls back within the next few minutes. If not, I'm gonna see if someone can call them on a three way. If you want to join us, you have a minute left. Three four seven six three seven twenty one thirty five if you want to continue with us, okay? All right. Just waiting for the brother to call back in. Hopefully his phone didn't die. Three four seven family. Six three seven twenty one thirty five. You got about fifteen seconds left. All right. Okay, I'm gonna have to ask somebody, anybody in the uh, in the chat in the call queue, if anyone could call this brother on three way, just shoot me a uh, message in the inbox, and I'm gonna link you with his number, and we can bring the brother back in. Yeah, because he probably don't even know his phone is dropped. Probably sitting there going in. Okay. Please, brother, just made it in. Call it from the 773-879-773. Brother Cass, is that you? Yeah, yeah, I got cut off. Okay. Yes, indeed. All right. So we're back in the building. Um, Did you finish your response because the sister... She said that she would like to uh she would like to add on. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I I'm gonna have to change the uh speakerphone so I hope you still hear me. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Well, from the three four seven nine seven two. Just the phone your piece. Yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, yes, I can. I can hear you I can hear you, my brother. Uh love yeah. and light uh to you once again and I really understand what you're saying. However, when we are going through our processes and understanding what we have to do as an individual and then as the individual evolves, then because we are a magnetic people, we will attract those who will, you know, join in with what we have to do. And it's like when you put a pebble on the pond, it ripples, ripples out. However, we also have to transform how we communicate uh, with our uh, speaking because when we also speak, we are speaking a sacred geometry or a yantra of word, sound, and power. And there was a, a, a couple of things that you stated that because, you know, it took me a minute to, um, you know, get forward to you, but I just wanted to say, as I stated before, we when you said we have to get forward to those things that we used to be, I, I stated that. And I also am stating that integration was the most biggest trick for us 
thinking that we can assimilate into somebody who also at the same time enslaved us uh, mentally. Because anybody who has to go through uh, deception and lies and deceit and, and, and letting you know that it's okay to sleep with animals and, and have interrelationships with family members, you know that is a type of mentality that is off balance. And I can tell you that their chakras, especially one through three, is definitely blown out. And they have gotten away with it because we have <laughs> the Crips and the Bloods need to really come together. If they want to wreak havoc on their own, they need, I mean, to, to, to one another, to each other, they need to take another look and well, really see who the, who the true enemy is. Well, you understand. They they have to look at that America is the biggest gangster of them all. And when I say America, I'm talking about a few families, okay? I'm not talking about the the, the everyday person that may have a lighter hue, as we call them Caucasians and all kind of different names. There's a, 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 you know, there's a, 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 how can I say, a, a conspiracy, so to speak, to, to, to keep this vibration going. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. like you said, we have to get to the spiritual side of things because we've been deep into the material for too long. Okay? And yeah. once the balance of spirituality comes into existence like science and spirituality are merging because if the scientist knows that everything, every single thing, my brother, is in a non-physical form first, then it proceeds into a manifestation. It's not a manifestation first, then the thought. We have to learn to think, and it shall be given. Even Yahashua, the Christ, and the Christ, as you know, means to be anointed, stated with word, sound, and power. As a man thinks, so shall he be. Okay? And I, I just love you. I just love you. I just want to let you know I love you. I love that inner being. I love that soul that you have, bringing the word, sound, and power into manifestation. And keep up the great works. Like I said, I'm doing my own individual thing and and bringing people together. And if they want to come together and talk and reason about solution, I am not going to split my energy looking at this, that, and the other, I'm moving forward in a forward motion with solution. And on that note, my brother, love you, love you, love you. You know, it's funny that the sister would mention, I hear her mention Rastafari a lot. Um, I 
I'm a Rastafarian too. Um, and well, I I'm a Buddhist Rasta. I'm a Buddhist Rasta. This Rasta don't make a difference. It's Rasta. It's that he and she that see the light. That's all it is. The Tamara, the highest creation. I got this exhibit that I built with Afahali Selassie's on my wall at the House of Culture. And I had some young cats come through here, some little street cats. They was in here dilly-dally because they like to rhyme and stuff, and I got equipment, and you know, I got mirrors and stuff, and I'd be on the mic sometimes. So they came, and they was in here, you know, messing around, and they went to looking at the walls and got glued to the walls with this exhibit. These newspaper clippings and different pictures and stuff that I found through my research. And one of the brothers said, well, is this for real? And I was like, yeah, this was for real. This was the last black emperor. They don't even teach you about this in the history books. And we don't want to teach it because we have not faced what has happened to us to tell the story of the great ancestors. We don't, we, our children don't see heroes and sheroes no more. They don't see that. See, I, I'm in my late 40s, and in my era, I had come in, I still had some heroes to hold on to. Malcolm was still in my mind. King was still in my mind. Um, this person and that person, because Malcolm and King and all the people that were built off of them were bringing other people. We were hearing about Booker T. Washington and Marcus Garvey because these were spoken out of Malcolm X's mouth and Elijah Muhammad and all of these people. This was, We still had these heroes embedded in our mind. My generation did not do a great job of keeping this embedded, and they have lost it. So now when this other generation in the 30s come along, we had nothing to offer them in teachings. We have forgotten about this because we had started trying to move on up with the Jeffersons. We wanted to work downtown. We wanted to forget about who we were. This was a form of chaos magic that was performed by us on us. This is psychological warfare. This is coming from a people who walked away from a plantation and never had any healing, no psychological evaluation, no nothing. We were just told, go and do you. You see, and we had nothing. And here we are, we keep making this, regurgitating the same mistake over and over and over again, waiting on a political system, waiting on some marches, waiting on some, some have mercy to come and have, have mercy on us. And it's not coming. The new millennium tells the children of the new millennium. When I say the children, I keep saying the word child and young because I'm not just talking to the young people. I'm talking to those that are young young-minded, and young in thinking, those new-age parents. We're going to have to now pick up mama's and daddy's legacy and begin to look back in our own families and search for the heroes and sheroes so that we can send our children forward. This is a form of science that we must practice. This is our real voodoo. This is what they do not want you to do. That's why most people can't go past 1950s with their families. You see, we, and we're letting our elders get out of here. We're letting them get out of here without telling the great stories. I had a brother in Chicago, he's still alive, they, 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 thanks to the ancestors. He told me the story the day he met Holly Selassie's in Chicago. You see, down on 35th Street, a motorcade came in, and his imperial majesty shook his hand. He said he, would, he, was, he was glorified every since by that. 
you see? And and you you got to listen to these stories to know what has happened to us. Our children are not getting our stories and our information, so they cannot learn in school. Because as the Jungle Brothers, the rap group, the Jungle Brothers say, they said page one, page two, page three, still no sign of me. They wrote a little something about us in the projects. You see, and we don't see no heroes and sheroes. We don't know that the that the the number one tank squadron that liberated the Jews during World War. War II during the Allied invasion was called the 761 Tank Unit, the Black Panthers. They had a logo just like Huey P. Newton and them had, but did, they were before Huey P. Newton. Did Huey P. Newton get that from them? We have to look at the legacy of things, where it comes from, the Tuskegee Airmen. We have to look at our great warriors, Colonel Robinson and the Black Condor and the Brown, Brown Bombers and Joe Lewis and, and Jack Jack Johnson and who they created the pimping law for because he he wasn't hearing it from white folk. He wasn't hearing it from nobody. He was declared he wanted to be a man and he stood as a man in his time. If my little brother cannot see a man, he can't see anything. Hello? Hello? I'm here. Yes, if, he, if my little brother can't see a man, he can't see anything. And he's not seeing a man. He don't see a man in society. Men, black men in society have been watered down. Even on TV, they have no facial hair. They have nothing. They have been docile and watered down. Watered down. And that's what they're seeing. And they don't, and these are strong babies that are being born with a fighting spirit for redemption, and all they're seeing is some watered-down men, and this is the rebellion that's been called. This is why they're not listening to the men, because the men have been watered down, and the women have a safeguard. It's called pillow talk. When you land up with a man and a man come with a plan on how you're going to rid the community of that, the first thing you're going to ask is, why are you going to do that? You're going to get in trouble. What about us? You see, there's no encouragement to fight. The women have to instill this in the brothers. You are the nurturer of us. You raise us. That's why we call you mama right now. We go to the crib, you see, and we even sleep in the fetal position in the back of you because we overstand the cosmological makeup of you. But now we're going to have to get together as a family, and the only way we're going to ever draw that out of us is to study our family. And as we study, we create the rituals to bring back and link the past with the present so we can move to the future. And there's no other way until we start creating for ourselves, looking at ourselves, looking at the greatness of our spiral coil hair. We will, we'll stop wearing that weave. We'll stop doing all that. But until we can get to our family past and begin to look at us, look at the horror and the beauty, and create the rituals to enhance the beauty and to heal the horror, then we as a nation are going backwards. And I don't think the young people today, especially the young people that I'm meeting, I'm not going to beat my people up. I love the black people, and I think we're some dynamic, and I think there's some great people in our race that really want to love and want to help humanity's sake. And I'm talking to them right now. I'm not talking to nobody else, the conspiracy theorists, the black, like, throw the black fist up in there. I'm not talking to you because that's all you're going to do is a conspiracy and throw the black fist in there. I'm talking to the people that want to do something. Listen to the plan that I gave earlier about storefronts. 
Listen to that. Look at your community. Look at the property in your community. Learn to timeshare and own something. Work a deal where you can capture a piece of land. You see, where you can capture something, and don't capture it so you can put your fancy couch and your 35-inch color TV in there. Capture it so that you can put the children in there, so that you can put the displacing ones that have no sandwich and no nothing to eat. And those that just walk in the street, they just want to come in from the cold and sit down and feel a cultural vibration and know that there is power still in us. We have to create these shrines in our neighborhood. It's called Stowfront Justice. If you in Chicago or you anywhere near Chicago or you coming to Chicago, you look us up. You look at our model at the House of Culture at 618 East 71st Street in Chicago on the south side. And we building this. We ain't government funded. We ain't looking for no grant. You better not bring no grant in here. You like to get hit upside the head with it. We going straight from the pocket. We shooting straight from the hip. We shooting on the matter of love. We love ourselves. We're going to take care of the place. We're going to make some of the greatest sacrifices ever to be made in humanity of our own selves. You see, it might cause to give up the house. It might cause to keep the car ragged. It might kill. It might cause us for the shoes to lean a little bit. Because everything going to have to go into the revitalizing the spirit. Because all those material things, I did a hundred times. I done had Mercedes. I done had all kinds of stuff. The ancestors and the great creator has really blessed me. So now, instead of buying material garbage and riffraff, vanity of the fixation of the soul is vanity. So I'm not on that. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to turn into myself, and I'm going to look at who I am. I call myself Lord Cassius D. I better live up to every drop of the name. I better better go out and do the work. I better go out and grab some hands because the Lord giveth, the Lord can take it away. If I call myself that, that's who I am. And in my community, I'm going to be a pillar of light for that. And I'm not going to come and try to mix a message. I'm not going to come and try to try to try to swindle the people in culture, or culture bandit. Because I sell some incense and oils and eat yep. soul vegetarian restaurant. I think I'm super culture. My name Ken Yara or somebody. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be low key. I'm not going to participate in no marches, rallies. I'm not going to join no silly ass groups that are about vengeance and hatred. Vengeance and hatred ain't going nowhere because before you can do that, you'll kill yourself. You see, vengeance and hatred is so deep in our people that we got to release that. And we're going to need to build temples, little shrines to help release the pain. Once we can get over the pain and see what has happened to us, then we can begin to teach our race how to move forward and love humanity once again and build the great things that we've built. Other than that, we're fighting a losing cause, and and we die and be cause, especially here in Chicago. I don't know what y'all know, but it's a war zone here. You see, and the only piece is the shield culture, and it's the last of the Mohegans, so we got to get with it, we got a lot of work to do, that's everybody in your town, go to your town, survey it, 
Look at it. Look at a piece of land. Look at something that you, like planting a garden, like a community garden, but only you're going to get a building, a stove front. You're going to get something, and you're going to begin to open up school there. You're going to open it up. You're going to listen to the children. You're going to provide things for them. You're going to bring in the scholars. You're not going to be scared. You're not going to whitewash. They get whitewashed all day for eight hours in school. So you, you can't whitewash. When they come home, you have to blacken and thicken it. You see, we black and thick. And when we get that, this will answer the brother in Ireland's question. When we get that, then we can start saying, my brother over there in humanity's name. But right now, it's, it's my nigga right here because I don't know no better. Well, my brother, you are definitely on point. I'm listening to you. I'm feeling your vibration, and I would love to come to your community and show people, you know, and the youth, because I do this already in New York City anyway, but I would like to extend, you know, what I know. Uh, go, to our, go to our Facebook and become a friend of ours on Facebook at the House of Culture at Facebook. I will do that. I and will you do are, that, sure. And you all can and, check this out. If you want spiritual products, special things that you that you because we make stuff. See, well, I don't just talk this. I uh, actually well, talk well, this. well, Lord, let, let let me explain something to you. I also do the uh, similar, and I will drop my website information, uh, and you can read my bio and the works that I do. That's why I said I would like to extend my yeah, energy. Let's link up. Let's link up. See, this is the first sign of it. We find in like minds that are like us. We ain't going to write the problem no more. We're not going to scream about the problem from this point on. This right. system. Never talk about the problem. Talk about how you're going to kick some behind and do exactly. something about it. You see, exactly. start and work it on out the door. I link up with me. Go to the house of culture. Deal with me. Let's, let's, let's link it up. Let's see how we can do it. Next time I'm in New York, you'll know when I'm there, and and you can come, and we can we can build from there. And that's a promise. I say, my brother, and thank you, and to KTL, thank you very much for allowing me to uh, put my word, sound, power, frequency to connect with the brother. Very powerful show, as expected, and is always directed to solution. We are not dividing our energy. We are not splitting our energy. We are going forward to what we want and being aware of what's going on, but we're not focusing on that. I thank you. You have my blissful, blissful heart vibration, my brother. Let's start building. Shall God and protect. Yes, 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 always, yes. Peace. Peace. Okay, I got two more callers in the call queue, and then we could definitely call it a night. We do appreciate the time that you have spent with us, Brother Lord Cassius. Oh, man, you know how we doing? You my peoples, man. You like me. I'm like you. You call me, I'm there for you. You, you ain't going to never get to nothing else but that. Absolutely. We want to go to caller from 215, 215-609, 215-caller, peace. Peace. Y'all hear me? Peace. Yes, indeed. Peace, peace to the gods. Uh, I just want to say what's up to the pills. 
to the KTL audience, you know, university class. And uh, Lord Cash is D, man, real, real phenomenal work, man. Your, your words are real powerful. They resonate with me. It got me magnetized right now. So, you know, trying to keep it cool, I might throw it off the bed, you know what I mean? But um, I want to thank y'all. I, I actually called in last week. I want to thank y'all for letting me share that little 30-second piece that I spit in the air. Um, I listened to the archives back. I, I realized I cut you off, so, you know, I want to apologize for that. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I didn't catch the whole show, but I – I came in when he was getting into the, you know, talking about the business of storefront, and I've been listening to the archives, and, like, this whole week I've been listening to all y'all shows about economic sovereignty, so this was definitely on time and on point. Um, little, I'm going to share a little synchronistic event that happened to me. I'm, um, I'm a little small business practitioner, I guess you could say. I don't have a um, brick-and-mortar storefront, but I'm a, I'm in the alternative health field. I'm a massage therapist. So um, earlier last year, I was going to a small business development class at the University of Pennsylvania because I'm from Philly, and I was studying this one business, and I was trying to figure out, you know, their business model, but they're real secretive. So as I was getting into the class, you know, I was putting vibrations out, like, you know, I want to build my business. I want to do it like them. I want to do it like that, but I want to do it better, you know, some of my people, some of my culture. And the business that I was studying called me. I never applied to this business. But they called me, and, and I've been there for, it'll be six months, seven months, I'm sorry, on the 18th of January. And I took the job because, you know, I wanted to know their business model, and I figured what better way to learn the business than from the inside out, you know what I mean? So I'm just there. I'm I'm absorbing. I'm learning everything I can. You know, I, I'm a firm believer, and it's not always what you're earning. It's more about what you learn. So, you know, I want to take the principles from there and other businesses that I, I learn about and I want to do my thing. I'm not really putting the time limit on it, but that is my, my ultimate goal to be economically sovereign and self-sustaining for myself and, you know, my queen and the family that I hope to build and inspiration for my community. And, you know, I do talk to a couple of young brothers that I know I'm not a I'm not like a, a, a soapbox, you know, guy. I don't go out on, on the street and preach to anybody, but, you know, they know my phone is always open. And, you know, when they're ready to listen or they're ready to call me, you know, I'm always there for them. And they still do what they do, but, you know, I don't judge. I'm just, I'm just there like a bigger brother because I'm, I'm in my late 20s, but i got a lot of life experience. I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. And it gets to the point where, like, you know, the street thing, it just gets old. Like, you, you see the you see the flaws in it and you realize there's no future in play. Me, personally, I lost close to 15 people in 2012. You know what I mean? So it's just I'm just trying to maintain that. But, you know, I'm not going to keep you all too long. I just wanted to, you know, say my piece. I'm not going to spit nothing this week. But I will say um, for some of the guy people that might be listening, they need to, you know, get on the line with this brother or get him to say some words and put that on the track, man, because a lot of, like that raspy voice coming out the right system, it definitely would get people's attention because I, I work in the birds. Like, I work 30 miles outside of Philly, and I'm the only – melanated person there, like, they look at me like I'm from another planet, and, you know, sometimes I am, but we ain't going to touch on that. But um, I listen to y'all shows a lot, and when when they hear that, that KTL anthem, yeah, they look at me like the mothership is coming through the birds. But one dude even came out, and I'm telling you, oh, it, I was banging Curtis Mayfield. He came out, start dancing. Seen him another day, banging the <laughs> KTL anthem, came out, start dancing. You know what I'm saying? So they they know they feel the vibration when they see you rolling too, but um, 
I would love, I would definitely love to be a part of a think tank. Like I don't know too many people that that kind of from my peer circle anyway. Like, I always hung out with cats that's like y'all age. You know what I'm saying? It's the seventies babies. I'm an eighties baby, but I never really hung out with no kids my age. This was never on a level. Like, but I, I would like to link up with somebody. So you know, if anybody listening, throw something on the KTL, you know, Facebook something. Like I definitely link up with y'all from Philly. But um. Yeah. Together, you know what I'm saying? But I, I will definitely recommend that you listen to the show in the archive in regards to what the brother was laying out um, about the storefront, you know what I'm saying? Because I know, you said, uh, you know, when you think of storefronts, you think of Chi-Town. I also think about Philly. That's one of those cities that pretty much, you know, can benefit from something like this. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I, did, I did hear a majority of that when I was uh, fried up my mushrooms in Mexico. You know, I bought a lot of that. My storefront, and um, the yeah. last thing I wanted to touch on is the law forty four. <laughs> Yo, this joint is crazy, man. Like, I'm born on the twenty second. My lady's born on the twenty second. Forty four, right? Here. My master number is eight. You add both eyes together, you got thirteen. That's another four. I'm a Virgo, and you know, four rule Virgo along with Gemini, uh-huh. and you know, the, the, the nutshell, the, I mean, the, the punchline, I was born at 2.28 p.m. Damn. So I'm definitely I'm definitely with y'all. I'm riding. I'm riding with KTR. So, I mean, that's all I wanted to say, man. Just, you know, peace to the God, peace to the older God. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating everything that's going on. So, you know, y'all got y'all to gotta stand for life. I'm not a KTL alumni, but I'm definitely a student, man. I'm... I'm heavy in my studies, so I'm here, man. You're in the building, bro. Yeah, I get that. Hey, you, know, you don't got the feds with the tassels just as yet. <laughs> no, no, not yet, but, you know, I'm uh, definitely be rocking my crystals, man. You know, the, the Caucasians, they see the locks, they see the crystals, they know it's something. Like, I was in a gas station one day, and an Arabian, Arabian guy saw my crystal and asked me, like, I was about to walk out the store. He said, hey, brother. I turned around like, you know, what's up? You know, giving that Philly girl like, what's up? And he said, uh, he said, what's that for? I said, what you talking about? Pointing to my neck. He said, what's that for? I just winked at him and said, it's special. Walked out. But people people recognize. They recognize. Well, I was I was coming back from Atlanta. I was on the highway. Pulled over Virginia. And now, this was like... In the country of Virginia, you know what I'm saying? Mountains and all of that. They had the uh, the Confederate flag flying, you know, at the, uh, the white boys in the gas station with missing and all of that. So they faced out. I had all my cop on, you feel me? Mm-hmm. It was, was, was radiating and resonating. And I went up in there. Europeans see me with all that copper on and all them gemstones. It was the whole energy and conversation change. Like, they can't conceive how handling all of that energy, you know what I'm saying? So, it almost, it was an admiration almost. You feel me? Like, yeah. But, but I know how y'all do. They hold the hand. Wait, wait, wait. Let me show y'all a weapon. Let me show y'all a weapon. Y'all, 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 y'all gonna learn some weapons now, man, some tools. Check this out, man. 
you know, poppers and gemstones and all that stuff you be wearing. My guy, Moon in Philadelphia, one of the original wire twisters, Moon Mirage. You see, one of the original cats that come with the wire twisting. When I used to watch him wire twist with the copper, and he studied the copper and frequencies and the, and the energy that the copper picks up and the conduction that it does. Imagine you got this stuff on, and you are empowered through your mind. Now, you, when your mind is empowered, when your mind is locked and loaded, and it's empowered. I'm not talking about false empowerment. False empowerment is when I stick my chest out, look, Mr. White Man, here I am going and glistening. That's false empowerment. When I walk in there and I'm not even studying him, I come to sit on the throne that I came to sit on, and, and that's it. I'm not even studying him. He means nothing. He has no power, no nothing, no authority, no nothing, because I'm ruled by the universe, and I'm here to do the bidding of the universe. See, this is a power that was taken from black men. When the Zulus crossed the river in South Africa for manhood training, they had to cross the river of the Caymans. Now, they had to study their fears of the Cayman alligator or the Cayman crocodile. They had to study their fears of it and get across the river. Once they got across the river, they had to capture a zebra. Why was the zebra important? Because the zebra bore a hide that was black and white. The black and white were the colors of immortality. And in immortality, they had to learn to be supreme beings. This is what made a Zulu warrior. This is what made the admiration of the British stand up and sing because they was bad. And Zulus was none nice. They used their stuff right now in the modern-day military. So in this conquest and in this thought process, they became supreme because the term Zulu meant people from the heavens. It meant the supreme force, the deity, the one. You see, and that's what they became, and this was what made them great warriors. And now, if music on the frequency by the 1980s had captured the spirit of black men through what we call the boom-bat era, or the music boom-boom-bat-bat, this, this musical frequency was a 6-8 drum mass which caught the heart. This opened up the brain so that you could hear the frequency of the lyrics. When Chuck and them came and told you, it began to open the doors of freedom in the 80s for us. This was captured in a bottle by them people. Now to get it back. We wear them gemstones and stuff now. We're going to have to create things to charge them. You see, we're going to have to clean, clean them. You can't wear those every day and not clean and charge them and know how to properly clean and charge them for you. Not because the book says so. How do you do it for you? And how do you know it's cleaned and charged? If you give your woman a piece of quartz, make sure it's rose quartz because rose quartz is a powerful element for her. You should have some in your household somewhere. If you're going to practice stones, you're going to have to get all the stones. You see, because that's a whole science. And then I would suggest that you go and you study with somebody who knows the crystals. That might take you into some white people, some Europeans, as you call them, and all them other people. But you got to go learn the sacred arts. Those are sacred arts. I, I, I practice the sweat lodge. I know the Native Americans, and I know some of the racism of the Dakota Sioux and many others, but in order for me to learn the ways of the Dakota Sioux, I had to go study with the Dakota Sioux. I had to find my way there. I built a lodge. Me and a couple of my friends 
We were interested in it. We made it committed. We used our prayers. You see, we covered it with our stuff. We did all the stuff, the blueprint that they gave us, the Northwest Gate, and how we fit into the lodge, the fire pit, where it is, the turtle mound, everything. We have to go and study that. So now when we practice this ritual and we get inside of this, we're in a correct geometry inside of the, the, the sphere, plus we're practicing our own prayers. We're calling them our ancestors, you see, the ones that crossed the land with us to connect with those that are in this vortex anyway. I know this sounds confusing, but this is the new era. This is science. And if y'all don't get this science, you're going to be in trouble because when you wear that stuff, negativity can come to some of that stuff too. See what I'm saying? It can draw things. Like it pulls any energy. It can pull in some bad vibrations too. You see, and this is to all the people that get your hair done, especially with the locks. You don't watch you playing in your hair and what they put in your hair to dull your antennas. The locks the spiritual coil, now eat the science. You have to know what a spiral coil is and how it conducts electricity. These are the studies of the new era. This is what we must be starting to look at, that nappy down your head, them thick lips. And when you can return to what that can do and that empowers you by the magic and the science of it, then you become supreme. You take the throne of God again. Other than that, it ain't nothing. That's just simple as that. And it's a building process. You ain't going to get it overnight. It might take years of study. It might take years of study. Years of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm still trying to get get hold of my mastery of it. I ain't nowhere near it. I'm I'm telling you because I'm practicing and I'm not even playing with it. This has to be practiced. I lost my son, like I said, into the court system, not no foster home, into the jail system by his stupidity. But it's my stupidity too because now I got to go and get him. And when I get him, I got to have correction, the correction of spirit, you see, to return him because he's there. And I know his talent, and he know it, but he needs help. And if we can start retreating Pookie and Ray Ray like that, quit treating them like they're strangers, and go and build something for them and lure them to it. You see, they're not going to bring the gun. When you got the proper spirit in the house, the gun is not coming. The gun will stand outside and say, I can't come in there. It happens to me all the time. The gun is not going to come in there with you. That spirit, when you practice the correct spirit, you set up a storefront or a hall or a basement, anywhere, in your, even your bedroom, and you put the proper things on the wall, pictures and, and different things that mean things to you, and you give meaning to these symbols, just like this country was built. Those things become protectors and guardians of what you do, and they set a vibration. The gun is not coming if you're true to the game. It ain't coming in there. Like prepared, like it's like burning frankincense and myrrh. If you burn frankincense and myrrh, and the children still playing and running around, and everybody just talking, and, and some people jump up and say, "Oh, I can't stand that they wasn't meant to be in there." Serious, so is it serious? Yeah, y'all want to talk this talk, but we gotta walk the walk too. This is a real game. I'm talking to my young cats, man, and my young my my, my young sisters. This to y'all. You you the ones that come now and correct, mama and them. Have another job. You see, you are the ones to come and get this load off their back. We can't be crazy. We can't have no hatred. We can't be someone we hate nobody. You see, the term racist means that I love my race. 
See, somebody told you not to say that as evil and ugly, but they'll tell you that they're white supremacists. But you'll never say you're a black supremacist. If the word supreme, it means supreme. You they strive for the supreme race. Well, aren't we? We must get in this thing and compete. Our children have to go to school. We can't send them to school if we don't create a think tank learning. It's the first process. They always say education starts at home. What home? Home field. Home community. Home schooling. Home stove. Home this. The, the family. When you say home, you're talking to family. Starting with my children, your children up the block, my children that play with your children. If we have a ceremony, we bring all our babies and we glorify them, we, we praise them, we show them the love, we show them the family unit. They see other people and they know these children. This has to be practiced in this era. There is no other way. This is the power of peace and love. You see, this is what brings the unity. And there ain't going to be no lot of us. It's going to be some of us. Overstand this. Overstand some of us. Not no lot of us that's going to get this. Everybody ain't going to get it. So don't be looking for that. Don't get discouraged when everybody ain't with you. Because they can't see what you see. Look for your kind. Marry your kind. Get with your kind. Spend your money with your kind. Your kind, when you when you learn to find really deep inside yourself, yourself, and your kind, your kind just ain't black. It's your kind. It's your kind. I travel the world, and I meet my kind. I don't care what you say. That's the white boy that I ride and die with right now. I don't care what you said. I'm supreme about mine. I'm African black as the night and triple midnight through the womb. I'm dark and dark. But I got some that I ride with, and they ride with me. You see what I'm saying? Because they my kind. When they, when they hail spirit, Hell, it's for real. That power and power is for real. To do the community, that build these places we're talking about, that bring this ministry into it. It's a ministry. We are ministering culture. We must look at our culture. We must look at the greatness of it and the ugliness of it and put it on a balance. And this balance will bring us to love. This love will bring us to total spirituality. This might have to take a hundred years to do, but we must start to see now. You see, we must. This is our job and our commitment. You see what I'm saying? And those that all those religions and different things, you know better. In your heart and spirit, you know better. You know better. You know this is what we're supposed to be doing. But we, we can't do it if we think it like they want us to think. And this is, I learned, my, my, my younger brothers, y'all learn about them crystals, man. Take that science to the next era and teach it to the little brother next to you and the little sister next to you. You know, Absolutely. if you want weapons, brass and copper and silver, teach them about it. Don't just be wearing it and looking good in it and empowering yourself. That knowledge ain't for you to keep. That knowledge for you to pass on. See, that's the problem. We want to be scholars and, and giants and teachers and grandmasters and foo-foo-roo and all this other stuff, but we ain't passing none of that on. And that's the, that's the struggle right now. Elders ain't giving it to us, and we don't want to give it to each other. And that's we got to stop that. That's something in the new millennium. We got to stop. We got to stop that. And like I said, speak out against the brothers, all that Internet fighting, 
debating with each other. We got no time for no debates. We got time for think tanks on our problem and our situation. And we shouldn't be on broadcast news with none of it. We should be underground, putting it together for our people. If you love the people, love the people. Stop playing with this. This is this is really deep for us in this time, man. I got an eight-year-old. I got grandbabies. I got family coming beyond family. So do y'all. And if you don't really care about your family, man, then we can keep on with the same program till we spin out of gas and we die. And the first step is spiritual, and the last is the physical. And it's going to hurt like hell. And I ain't falling out like that. I'm going to empower myself. I'm a power, and I ain't gonna have no people around me that ain't powerful. I ain't gonna do that. I, I refuse. I refuse. I ain't, ain't nothing coming out of no sky to save me. I'm gonna come out the sky and save me. You understand what I'm saying? Hear me, y'all. This is we in we in a new time, a new era. We were born in the BC. You see, I was born in BC. Most of y'all wasn't. That's before crack. You see. Cracked and tore us up. You got to look at the chemical warfare and the spiritual warfare that's laid down on us. The psychological warfare. You got to study these these weapons that they laying down on us so you don't fall into them, so you learn to get your children out of them, so you learn to bag away from certain things. All money ain't good money. All things ain't good things that appear to be good. You see, all products don't save save you from dying. You say it's just for real, and when we don't start getting to that and, and getting to ourselves and our communities, and we don't have to build these little bitty communities, and we don't have to build them and link up with those that are like us until we link up, until we get to a nation. And this is no other way. I don't know whether it was the way to even tell you all anything. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I want to put the phone down and walk outside, man. Definitely. Can I, can I share three real things, three quick things, real quick? And I'm just gonna let y'all go. Um, first, when you were saying about the crystal, you're absolutely right about that. I'm um, I'm actually one degree of separation from Rob Ben Pills. I know y'all know who Rob Ben. I'm not sure if Lord Cash is know who Rob Ben is, but he actually opened a crystal shop in Philly. And then Rob Ben will be on next week. Yes, indeed. Oh, I'm calling it. Um, he actually did a, a presentation about um. I think it was called the Occult History of Philadelphia. At this late, we have a mutual acquaintance. He did it at our house, but I wasn't able to make it. But I definitely want to link up with him. But, you know, like I said, one degree of separation. And the crystals that I actually have, I got from his shop. And I didn't even know who he was. I just walked over past him like, yo, I want some crystals. Never had them before in my life, but... Hey, look, bro. I hate to cut you short. Check this out. You say you in Philly? Yes. You in Philly, right? Yes. Listen, man, why, why you in Philly? There's a brother out there, great teacher, man. I consider him a monk, scientific combat. His name is Amun Marah. I should have posted. Same name, one-man show, but he's crispy, original wire ride rapper. He sells jewelry everywhere. His name is Amun Mirage. So they call him Mirage. He lives in Philly. He's from Shire and Philly, but he lives there. That's his home. I'll find when you, you just mention his name and see who know him. You know what I'm saying? Great Zulu brother, man. Great teacher, man. He show you a lot of stuff about that, man. He's been doing that for years. That's one of my that's one of my brothers I travel the planet with. He's a great brother too. His name is Amu Mirage. Young cat too. You would love it. That's down from the voice 
sound like you would love him. You need to look him up and get with it. You know what I'm saying? He out there with you. Well done. Well done. Um, second thing, I was I, I was raised, well, my mother is Baptist. Um, I haven't been to actual church in a long time. But when I was younger, according to the story, the legend, however you want to call it, um, we were in service, and I was born with a tooth. And they say if you're born with a tooth, you're going to be either really evil or really wise. I like to think I'm the latter. But we had a um, there was a guest speaker in the congregation that day, and apparently he stopped the service and pointed me out and said, a young man is going to go on with a great thing. He's going to teach the Word of God. And um, I didn't know about that until I got older. But at this new establishment that I worked at, that I was telling you about earlier, one of my colleagues kept telling me about this um, organization she's with. It's like a, I don't know, it's kind of new age. Yeah, I don't really know, but she she wants to pull me in, and she's like, no, I think you would like it. Come check it out. I was kind of hesitant. I, I hadn't gone yet, but, you know, I'm giving it some thought because I'm open to new things just to see if it resonates with me or whatever. And um, she was telling me that I could get, you know, I could I could perform ceremonies like marriages, christening and things of this nature, whatever. I don't know if I'm with it, but whatever. I have a client, a few clients that come in, and they, they've said that they don't come to see me for the massages anymore. They come for the counseling, therapy. Now, this um this one lady was always talking about, you know, you're my counselor, you're my counselor. I don't care about the massages anymore. So the same time my colleague was talking about me being, becoming able to conduct ceremonies, the next day, this client came in and told me she met the man that she's going to marry, and she doesn't care what I have to do. But when she sets the date, she wants me to conduct the ceremony. And it all brings me back to, you know, all of the stuff that my mother said that this guy said we were in service. And, you know, just bumping into KTL as, as a way of, you know, from studying the rosters, studying cultism and philosophy and all this. It kind of, everything just kind of, Linking together like the like the you know, tree of life. So I, I'm just here, man. Like yeah, sometimes it's like a dream, but I'm tuned in as the youngest thing. I'm, I'm all the way turned up. So you know, that's my piece, man. No doubt. I just want to thank you. Bottom of my heart, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, keep moving in the right direction. Keep your eyes wide open, um, brothers. Oh, you know, those crystals. So you could always be on that frequency. Look up our moon, man. Look up our moon. Look up brother our moon. Yeah, I definitely will. Definitely will. And I'm coming up to New York for a day trip with my lady on February 11th, so I need some of that sea moss. So get with me. I'll have me, bro. Definitely will. I'm, uh, I'll message you on a book or something. I'm going to send you a Facebook message or something. Okay. That'll work. All right. In fact, Pete Morphy at Gmail, right? Yes, sir. Gotcha. Yeah, we're supposed to have Ross in there next week, so, I mean, definitely going to do it up. Definitely. I'll definitely be on the line. I'm going to try to make it. Definitely going to try to make it up. All right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Love y'all, man. Y'all have a good night, man. Love y'all. Peace. 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 Yes, indeed. Uh, the Ross, the sister that you were speaking to earlier, Sister Kapunia, she specializes in crystals. As well, brother Cash. Is so yeah, you said she's gonna holler. We need to get people together to have our own crystal show somewhere. 
You see, you don't think our people are calm? I think you see that's where we get mixed up at. We think the European only one like that. We like that too. We everybody like that. That's some science, man. That's some science they keep from you, man. And we get our, our practitioners and healers and our communities to get together and start. We we definitely had us a place. You see, we gotta have a place for them to come. And they can come here and have crystal bowl ceremonies. They can come and have healing, cleansing ceremonies. They can come and learn how to clean them and then charge them and all of that. We can bring healers from our communities from all over. We can take them on traveling to different cities and help heal the people. These are simple things to do, but you've got to have a base to do things from. We, we keep seeing the black vision has this place way out somewhere. It's a big, huge place, a youth center with a big, huge building. No, it starts in the little bitty place in the community, in the shabbiest of communities, in the shot-ridden, it ain't going to work community, and you build and build it with a light. See, this is the science of it, but it got to be people that's really dedicated to not just talking, but actually making something happen. Go out and identify a place. Look at it. Find out how much the rent is. Find out if three, four of y'all committed can do this. Find out a plan, even if the three, four of y'all committed ain't going to get with it, that it can still run. Get people involved. You got to see how many people involved. If I can do this in a little political city, a big ass political city like Chi Town, this is political, man. This is the day of the machine. This is the machine government. It's still running strong here. If I can do it here, I know what you can do where you at. Detroit is a graveyard. A city gone and been abandoned. Mansions everywhere. Buildings everywhere. We can start instilling these ideas of somebody, a group of people go and get one of these things, just like the Europeans do, and fix it up and make it the art center. Live in it. Make it a base. Do what you do. Open a provider way. Open some things. There used to be a Miss Brown on every corner, every neighborhood. Miss Brown loved the kids. Miss Brown got the bus and went to Great America. Miss Brown took you on the trips. Miss Brown threw the parties. Miss Brown gave you something to do. We need some more Mr. and Mrs. Browns out here. And the only way the young people going to create that is we're going to have to do it in a new era with the music, with everything. We can't play no gut music. We're going to play good music. We're going to choose lure those that are like us. They out there in the desert, and we need to call them home so that we can create more of us and more of us. Knowledge is supreme, and you have to be a supreme being with the knowledge. It's just real talk. Ain't no other way. You know, there's no other way. You know, I, I learned from experience. There ain't no other way. I ain't looking back. I can't go backwards. And backwards is unheard of. You say no such word as can't either. We have to instill this because we got a group of young shorties coming underneath us. My brothers, my younger cats, y'all got some shorties coming up underneath y'all, and we got to really look at them, man. We got to develop them. Our job is prevention now and intervention. We need to intervene in some things. We need to correct. Don't wait for the system. Grab them before you get them. Then you talk about that police is unfair and the courts is unfair. Court doing their job. They're making money. They got an industrial complex. They got a monster to feed. Our job is to keep them out of there. 
How do we keep them out of there? Knowledge of self. The great African bambada man laid down knowledge of self. Gangs put down the colors, the jackets. I'm not talking about just in New York. I'm talking about all over the country and the world. And we learn knowledge of self. And some of us right now today, man, risk our lives out in these streets, man, trying to just make it happen. You know, we the black ball. We don't get no reward. Don't nobody won't call you. You ain't got on no suit. You can't go to this meeting. You can't get this funding. I went to empowerment zone school, all kind of stuff, man. Graduated Urban League. Walked down the aisle like a real college graduation. And that still wouldn't give me no money. You see? And this is what's happening. Then it becomes discouraging. And I drop out the race. And I don't care. I care, but I don't care because I think I'm powerless. How many of y'all feel like y'all powerless sometimes, man? You know? How many people really feel like they're powerless sometimes? But I do. But what keeps me going is I love me. I learn to accept what has happened to us. And in that acceptance, I'm able to build through my mind and my spirit things that reflect the upclimb of me, the supremacy of me. I adorn my heroes and my sheroes. I adorn those in my family that was great. I learned to love. So now when I travel, the love, I ain't got to say nothing. They they are, they're going to show, they show some love. I don't pay to get in stuff. I don't do none of that. Our police don't mess with me. And when they stop me, they don't come and do all that, get out the car, shut up, and all that. I don't get all that. I ain't never got all that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm cheated up. I ain't never got all of that. You know? And the whole thing is... That's your God armor. That's who you is. You say you're a God, you got to show and prove now. And showing and proving is going inside yourself. See, this is the age of magic, man. The magic of you. You see, ain't no more book to guide you. We out the book. We finna go into the book of you now. You see, what does your life mean? What is it worth to you? Do you want to love your children? Do you want your family to continue? What you want to do? Because it's on you now. See, and that's what the key is. And that's where we got to be at. You know, all the younger cats, man, our vibration now can't be fueled with each other. All that knowledge that we absorb in our heads, we kind of like getting messed up. Some of us starting to fly away with some of it. Some of us going so deep in the conspiracy thing, we scared. We start acting crazy. Some of us became loud mouths with it. Some of us just running off at the mouth. Some of us jealous and player hating because we're not doing nothing with the knowledge. We're just learning it, regurgitating it, swallowing it, fattening up on it, and ain't doing nothing with it. You see, now let's put it to work. In a new era, let's put this to work. Radio shows like this should pop up everywhere. They should be on the kids' radio. It should be it should be tuned in. It should be something they tune into because it's powerful. You see, we have to understand that. You see, and, and when we can get to that point where we start practicing the knowledge and we start having the think tanks, red pill, blue pill, you and um, Rashidi and, 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 and Seti and all them cats, man. You see what I'm saying? Y'all got to, we got to get together and we got to cut this, whatever we think we're doing out, and we got to have think tanks. We still do what we do, but we got to have these think tanks. We got to cut yeah. the black solutions. In this time, I'm talking about when we go, we had a meeting of the minds. I always see you brothers at the meeting of the minds when I'm in New York. We go, we go there. I'd be watching the people's faces, man. I remember one time, y'all remember this when we was talking about Lucifer? You remember that? 
Mm-hmm. The meeting not called the fallen angel, Lucifer. And yeah, all the boys, oh, you was there, Pill. Both yeah. of y'all was about a side. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you remember that, I remember looking out and I was talking about entities and spirits and, and you know, what they call hanks. And the people were so engaged in what I was talking about. You know, and they wanted the information. And my, yeah, job, my job was to give them the information. They wanted the info. They wanted the information. And and these things, I saw people writing down, taking notes. Just even last in November when I was in New York, when, like I was saying, we was talking about the disaster thing. And I was talking about stuff in the in the medicine cabinet. And when I was talking about it, you know, I was talking about oil of oregano, how to make oregano oil, how to distill it, cold press. You can change water and alkaline water with iodine. You know, you purify the water if you take the top off of it and sit it in the, in the closet. Let the fumes come off of it. Let the chloride burn off of it. It's all kinds of things you can do. And I, and I was watching the people, and they was engaged in it. They was, you know, they need the information. They writing it down because they know that can happen, and they're going to need these things. You see what I'm saying? And they're going to need these things. So Indeed. my thing to y'all, we got to look at it the same way now. We go out on the arena 